The party find themselves in dire straits, trying to fight off a band of summoned creatures, magic tentacles, and a hidden scrag flinging spells at them. Faris becomes magically immobilized. Grimes is pummeled by giant bugbears, and Yaramir is almost mage-napped. Just when things seem hopeless, Nimrod and the dogs join the fray. Not doing much, but at least they made an effort, and that's what counts. Plus, it creates enough of a disruption that the party can turn the tide of the battle in their favor. Hooray for Nimrod! <laughs> Eventually, they drive the Scrags off and manage to retreat into the cave, battered and bruised, but alive. They seal themselves in with ice and rest for about a week without too much trouble. Once they are feeling better, they begin to explore the ruins. They encounter a statue with a riddle that stumps them for a while and almost leads to Nimrod getting sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually they figure it out. Then they find a second puzzle that Yaramir solves by trial and error and at great personal risk. Shortly after, they see a large serpent of bone just beyond them and decide to rest before continuing their exploration in case they trigger an attack. After another week of rest, they are ready to face the bony foe, and so they rush at it, but the bones do not animate. An inscription identifies this as the tomb of the first king of Caldonia. They also find a ball of flame, heating the room and keeping the king's body safe from looters, a.k.a. the party. They almost give up on dispelling the sphere, but they get creative with spells and items and manage to move it out of the way. The party greedily examines the king's treasure, but only find a disappointing quantity of gems and coins. They start opening the smaller sarcophagi, hoping to find wealth, but the only thing they find is a trap. Disappointed, the party departs and sets out to visit with the giants. Will the Scrag return with reinforcements? Will the Giants aid them against the dragon? Will Nimrod's efforts ever be recognized? Let's find out now on Frozen Frontier. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Frozen Frontier. How are you guys all doing today? Doing well. Pretty good. Enthusiasm. I love it. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bundle of stuff. I'm doing my best <laughs> to uh, muster enthusiasm. It has been a long time since we played. Everyone's been out and about and doing things, traveling all over the place. And I hate to break the news, but we're going to continue being out and about and traveling all over the place uh, for another two or three weeks. Yes, Nick, it's all your fault. I know, I'm sorry. It's okay. I say we kidnap Sean and mm -hmm. drive to San Francisco. <laughs> and we'll just all have a meet up there and do it live. Now, that would be sweet. Like, let's not lie. That would be awesome. I, I won't complain if you do all of my homework for me. <laughs> <laughs> what classes are you in? Hold on, hold on. You're, you're taking engineering classes. What, uh, what, are you, what are you taking? Yeah, I've got systems programming. Can you do that? No, I'm not. I don't like programming. No. Okay, all right, never mind. This, Wait, yeah, Neil's a programmer. Neil can do your programming homework. That's true. Right. Neil can, he, yes. He, he uses PHP. Don't, don't worry about it. I <laughs> cannot do his programming homework. <laughs> Unless you need because, like something done in CSS too, academically irresponsible, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Exactly. Unethical. Yeah, it's a it's a moral <laughs> thing and not a a technical thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Here's here's what we're gonna do, Sean. We're gonna create a like GoFundMe homework page, and we're gonna just like make your make your homework available to anyone in Twitch chat that wants to have Frofro happen, and mm. then they can just do your homework for you. And you can come down to San Francisco with us. They can like apply, I, like I know programming, I can do this. Like I, 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 I cannot see a possible way this plan could go wrong. A life of <laughs> various things. I think that's. I think it's gonna work. 
it'll, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, until that, though, wow, it's been such a long time. We already had the pre-show, which where we got to chat for a little bit. I know, um, right? I, and I feel like since we've got a late start already, maybe we, we should, should probably, jump into the action. Yeah, we should probably. Just if you really want to hear the pre-game banter, there's Twitch vods, right? You can find that. Mm -hmm. you can find yeah. that. So uh, here you guys are at the Tomb of the First King because you're all already in Roll20 because you're all such good players of mine that you would never not be in Roll20 after yeah, a month and a half of not playing. That's right. Right? You'll never Roll20, Sean. <laughs> Neither are you. <laughs> I am usually But I usually am. Uh... So here we are by the tomb of the first king. Let's get some background music in here. Because of course we're all in the Fervo Disco channel. Of course, you're all yeah. in the Fervo Disco channel. Let me let me just go take a look at that channel that I'm already in. I'll just make mouth noises to simulate the background <laughs> oh, wind. That should work. I appreciate simulated mouth noises. Okay. But not non-simulated, like regular mouth, mouth noises, not so much? Correct. Yeah, we'll roll with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like my I like my audio-enhanced mouth noises, but no, natural mouth noises. Ah, oh, so pedestrian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the, like, smacking oh. of eating that. <clears throat> yeah, no, no. But if you simulate that, ooh, that's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so I, I hate to be the one to have to ask this, but can we just get a quick experience check? <laughs> 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 I'm glad you asked because I didn't want to be the one to. Uh, I'm looking at thousand. Yes. and seventy-two hundreds. Sounds good. Ryan, you are sixth or seventh level. Seventh. All right, my stats on you are out of date. I'll update them a little bit later. Everyone is seventh level, right? Yes. No one has yeah. gone to eighth. Unless Ryan has. No, I'm still, I'm 14k away. All right, I'll, I'll need to update your my copy of your character sheets later. Um, so here so, you are, you've exited the uh, tomb and you're looking about at the frozen wastelands all around you. It is a, a six on the weather for the day. So that is a light day. Um, and there's your dogs, there's your kobold, there's your sled. Where to? So I'm trying to remember where the giants said they actually lived. <laughs> it was in this mountain range somewhere, wasn't it? Yep, it was uh, yeah. actually up on the top of this section I, of the range I think right it's above you. where we are, but up, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So how do we get up there? Grimes, have you been able to find a path? Have we already sent you out looking for that? I can't remember. So I do recall scouting like the north side of this range. Does that sound familiar, Neil? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the party found the tomb on the south. I don't think there was anything on the north side of the range, Neil. You didn't see anything. No. You, there was no paths up. Yeah, you explored and this whole area back and forth. But these giants are like 20-something feet tall. Yeah, they probably don't need paths in the same way that you guys do. Yeah. Um... Um, so I'm trying to wonder how we can get into a conversation with them. Isn't there... Are there ruins on top of these mountains? That's what they said, yeah, mm. I think. Or a temple. Or a tower? Maybe this is the temple? So I think we need to scout for a uh, for a tower, for a way up. 
Yeah. Or for some yeah. sign of giant. Maybe spend a couple of days scouting this edge of the mountains and try and look for a path. It's not a question, guys. Get looking. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at me for? That's Grimes's job. Well, we'll all get together. Um, I assume then it kind of like if we if we came like this way, <coughs> maybe we should check this bit, the bottom here. Mm-hmm. I think we came like this way. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Grimes did like a scouty scout. Yeah. So yeah, so it looks like this little bit to the bottom might be what we need to check. Yeah. So I don't think we've been further south than this though. Yeah, in fact, this well, we're getting dangerously close to where the dragons are here, but we could go south a little bit across the mountains and try and look for <laughs> any points of interest. And failing that, if we go a couple of days down and don't find anything, maybe we just like head back. I think north. it's right here. I mean, so can I uh, can I look up at the mountain? Like we've exited the tomb, right, and we're mm-hmm. setting up dogs and sleds and things. Can I look up the mountains right here and see if there's anywhere that's climbable? Well, to you, it's all climbable. You can easily scale this shit. A route that I could plot for the rest of the party. Yeah, you you would have to go and start climbing up the mountains to do the plotting, but you figure between your experience climbing and the, you know, all the experience you have leading these people up mountains, you could do it. You just end up having to leave the sled and the dogs and the kobold behind. Well, the kobold might be able to come. Kobold's probably a better climber than... Everyone but me. Maybe even better than me. But I'll relay as much to the party. Uh, so I think I can... I, I think I can get us up basically anywhere. It, we'll okay. just be without our supply... Without our, supply, without our sled. We can carry so enough maybe, days worth of rations with us. Um, perhaps Nimrod can look after the sled and the dogs again. Yeah. Still, it may be prudent to scout a little ways south. What time of day is it? Um, I think you guys are exiting in the morning. I think you rested last night in the tomb. So we're going to say that you spent last night in the tomb resting up after Mm -hmm. your thingy, and this is the next morning. Okay. Um, And since you did encase yourself in ice in the tomb, you've had to, like, break the ice wall to get back out, just as a point of order. So maybe head south for a day or two, see what's down there, and then, failing finding anything, climb up the mountain. Sounds good. All right. All right. So you will spend this light day scouring the south side of the mountain range. Yeah. Uh, well, Sean, why don't you give us a movement rate? Yeah. So it's light. So that's D8 plus six. Yes. I can't believe I remember this. And then we get times 1.5 because of the dogs. Yes. 19 Ooh. and a half miles. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how far did you want to scout, Nick? Well, did you want to spend we basically get all the way into this forest? Do we scout can the whole thing or do we go part of the way you back? You could go all. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm worried about dragons. Can we see any dragons in the mountains? Because there's a pretty big marker on the map here that says other dragons. I believe it was. I, I think you wrote that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I mean... <laughs> so you tell you tell us, Nick, or do we see any dragons? You've got it marked on the map here. You're not going senile on us already, are you? <laughs> I might be. I'm not sure. It's hard for me to say. Uh, I think the giants told us that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Why don't you all give me perception checks as you come out after spending a couple of weeks in this tomb and scan the mountaintops? I I, I think it was out of character a couple of weeks, in character a couple of days, right? No, in character was a couple of weeks. 
Yeah, we were. We have while. a lot of resting or something. Yeah, you yeah. spent a bunch. Of... We got. Didn't got you just two... hear the recap? You spent weeks in there resting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, so the spy. I was I was distracted by the by the narrator's lust. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so Yarmir covering, you know, shields his eyes against the morning sun and the glare from all of the snow everywhere. Um, scans the horizon. Nick is off, you know, taking care of the dogs because he can't see anything with his old eyes anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah. Uh, Grimes is probably I lost think thinking pre- about the I'm treasure. I'm preoccupied plotting a oh. climbing path or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking up the, what, this way. Um, everything seems fine until Ferris, after scouting the side of the mountain, is like, eh, let's just pull out the spyglass anyway. Um, when you spot with your little eye something white, which I know is a broad range of things, um, but nestled up at the peak of this mountain right here. Oh, that's pretty close. Uh, you see a, a curled up reptilian white scaled creature that looks to be napping on the top of the mountain. Um, its so eyes it's like look curled closed. around the peak or uh, it's not like actually around like the very tip of the peak itself. You know, it doesn't come quite to such a fine. Point. Okay. I, okay. I was but wondering how it was like literally wrapped all the way around it. No, it, it is on the crest of the mountain. Um, okay. but it's not where, such where a, are we when he spots be, us? Like how right, far? Right where you are. You haven't started Judea oh, okay. yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you see a dragon sleeping up on the mountaintops, yep. enjoying well, the... we found our next dragon, and I toss the, the spyglass to William and point out the direction for him to look. Yeah. Uh, with All your right. help, you can spot it. Here, let, let me see that. And I grab for the spyglass. Everyone takes a turn at the looking la- glass. <laughs> Is, yeah. And, dragon, uh, okay, I would like to uh, make a gauge check to see how long this dragon is. Ooh, fancy. Bum, 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 bum. Relative to sleep. Look at us. <laughs> uh, my gauge is an 18.3. What? <laughs> <laughs> he needles. Oh, okay, so that's uh, barely a pass. Um, let's, let's check my beefy skills. Oh, I thought you crashed for a second. No. But uh, opening a new tab in Firefox is pushing my computer to the limits. Is that supposed to use less memory now? What? I don't know. Firefox I... is pretty streamlined these days. Relatively speaking to Chrome, of course. Yeah. It's um, kind of used to be the other way around, but... Times, yeah. they are changing. So you're yeah. looking at this dragon up there... And you're remembering all the times that you saw Sleet and the times that you came back and ripped apart his body. And you're like, yeah, this is a bigger dragon. Is that really all I can get? Let me... Are you looking at the document that's taking forever for me to load? Uh, no, I'm not looking at that document at all. Uh, I haven't. I should open that, though. We're talking about the thief document, right? Yeah. Yeah, let me open that up. Um, but right off the bat... Because you did pass your check, yeah? Good. Yeah, I passed, but the way you've got the skill, I think at a... Yeah, come on. Load, load, load. Here we go. Gauge. Gauge, gauge. So you are... Um, you can study this carefully, so you can get a plus four. Um, you're not distracted or any of these other things. So a plus four on top of your 18 brings you, or on your 23, brings you to a 27. 
Um, da, 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 da. You can't see it in combat, so you don't know any of its combat stats. I mostly want to know its length, right? So, right. Uh, um, uh, so it so looks. I, so I look. Do I clear the? Let's see. Your meaning. So the twenty. So with the bonuses, that's at least the. Uh, that's a twenty-seven. Yeah. Twenty-seven. So I'm gonna say dragons are—they're the at least determining the length of them. They would be familiar to you, so you can get fairly specific um, lengths on it. Let me give you. Although dragon is specifically mentioned under strange, but that's more for like their attributes. Right, but I think if you're just trying to like see how long the dragon is, um, I would leave them as familiar. Strange would be attributes and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So specific, um, it should give me its height to plus or minus a half an inch. Just kidding. That's that's for a person. Yeah, those, those would be for a person. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I feel like these are two. You may need to revise these numbers. Like specific, uh, you'd consider age plus or minus one percent as specific. Like you could look at a person and know their age within one year. That'd be impressive. Give more you, or less, just based on the lifespan of a person. If you do well, if you roll well enough. I mean, don't uh, some people age better than others? Chat, chat, That'd be a 26 gauge, on it. Chat, gauge Neil's age. <laughs> chat, sure, no, no, no one in chat rose. is a professional. We know, proficient we know Neil is 43. Like, we don't. Right. Sean somehow got an extra decade added onto my years. Uh, <laughs> decade and a year, but that's fine. Oh 99 years. So if we can get a uh, a proficient thief in the party, someone should be able to guess his age to within one year. Or something. I don't something. know. Something, yeah. Okay. All right. Give me the deets. How long is this is this creature? To well, within, its body probably looks tens to be, of feet, maybe. Yeah, I would say its body is about fifty feet long, mm-hmm. um, and its tail is maybe another like forty feet. Yeah. So all in all, we're looking at about a hundred foot critter mm-hmm. compared to sleep, which was what about that, but a little shorter. Uh, I think sleep More was like on the 70 order. Or 80 total. I think Sleet's body was 30 feet and the tail, like, another 20 feet. I think Sleet was about 50. So it's about twice as big as Sleet. It doesn't bode tremendously well, does it? So, with that information, I think perhaps we should just go 10 miles down and 10 miles back, since we can do 20 miles today, more or less. Yeah. Yeah? Sure. And I think we should stick to the forest and cover periodically popping above the, you know, like, Popping above the tree line, or if there's a good hill on like the slopes of the mountain that I can run up and get a view. Yep. Yeah. When I'm I get the... for... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, whenever I get the chance, I'm gonna spyglass this dragon and make sure it's not, you know, looking like if it if I see it like wake up and start scanning around, I'm gonna have us hide in the trees. Right, right. Yeah. Good call. Uh so Ryan, you begin to climb the mountainside. I don't climb. I, I'm I'm looking for if there's trails that I can see, but I don't think I want to. I'm not climbing. There's definitely no trails. Yeah, so well, I'll well, pop well, up trees or pop up hills to get a view of the mountains. But I think we're traveling ten miles this way. Okay. Um, right. So we'll bring the party about ten miles this way. Do, 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 do. Um, and as you come along this route, you still see no. Uh, no trails, nothing that would look like a, an easy way up anywhere. Nothing, inter- no, no points of interest along here. Mm-mm. Nope, just endless mountains, new terrain, what's, what's snow. What's the forest like? 
Or does it feel like we're entering a dragon's territory yet? It's a moderately thick forest. Um, all of the trees here, as you go by and check them, are all uh, very old trees. There's no fresh ones here. They're all already cured and ready to go. Uh, there's no real sign of wildlife. There's no tracks of kobolds or caribou or gnolls or anything like that. It's just kind of pristine, untouched Alaskan wilderness. Yeah, so Caldonian wilderness. Nimrod. No, we've been transported you... to Alaska. This is yeah. <laughs> you can see Russia already. You know, Barky. Watch out for Natasha yeah. and Boris. I hear they have very dangerous magic. <laughs> That was a good shenanigans. Nimrod, Nimrod, have you been here before? Huh? Yeah. Have you been here before? To this these place. woods? This far south? No. No? No. Hmm. Do you, do you know Nimrod this lived there. He says, pointing through the mountains. That way. That where I live. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know whose uh, territory this is? Hmm. Thinks real long and hard for a moment, like he's are trying there... to remember the names of all these other things down here. He's like, sure. "Yes, are, are there kobolds yes, here? I do. Yes, yes. Okay, they don't kobold everywhere, don't... even in the shadow of the dragon's mountain. Some kobold, brave kobolds. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's our home. We everywhere." Well, what party? I think we turn back around then. I don't think we should go yeah. any further into these woods. So I think we go 10 miles down, 10 miles back, actually, and try and f- scout out the best route to climb up tomorrow, yeah. probably. Yeah. So see if I can pick out the best spot on, on these mountains to climb up to the top. I'm guessing one of these I should probably pick a different color. <laughs> One of these peaks here is going to have a temple on top of it. Maybe even directly above that tomb entrance. So can I'm we... just going to we'll try and find the easiest easiest route I can I can find just to get to those peaks. You know, would we not be able to see said temple with the spyglass? You have not yet seen said temple with the spyglass, no. Um, is you it might worth... be able to, but it's, you haven't yet. Is it worth maybe sending Grimes to climb up first to look for it? then coming back down and we'll go back up together. Probably. Yeah. It might not be a good idea to start climbing before we even know where we're going. Yeah. So let's, uh, we'll go back to, you know, can we essentially get back to the tomb, Neil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll rest and then tomorrow morning we'll send Grimes up to look for it. Assuming something's there, then we'll climb up together. Alright. The okay. next day comes along. Mark rations, please. Uh, and the weather turns a little foul. It is a moderate day, bordering on a blizzard. The The winds are picking up and moving everything around, but it's, like, cold enough that it's not actually picking up the extra snow, so it's just these, like, really annoying winds that are buffeting you all over the place. Mm. Um, is this the sort of weather you want to go climbing in, Grimes? Um, I don't know. What do we, th- what do we think, Captain? It's risky, but... It's probably safe enough. Probably still doable right. for me. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want uh, to, to take the party up there. But sure. Well, you go up and take a look. Yeah. Look All right. Um, hit, uh, Forrest, give Grimes the spyglass. 
Will he be able to use it? I think so. Why not? In the blizzard? Is the visitor in the... Well, I, I was more worried you'd be looking up a mountainside. I mean, you could say, yes, that, that is a nice mountainside, but I'm not sure you'd be able to see anything without a better vantage point. No, but he's going to be up the mountain. If I can get to one of those peaks up there, you is could, there uh, a... Is the storm fully overhead, or is there like a... Uh, if you get high enough the, up the mountain, do you get above like a... <clears throat> cloud line, fog line, something like that. You might. You've actually never tried that before. Um, that's something that you could try and check out. Okay. Um, I'm going to ditch some weight so I can climb unencumbered. I lose about 30 pounds if I'm taking my climbing gear. I think I'm going to go without armor. Okay. Just be careful. Oh, oh, this does positives and negatives. I tried to put a negative sign in to make it drop the weight, but there we go. All right, so if I take off my chain shirt and my hide limbs, I should be good. Actually, hide limbs. Uh, I don't think I need a lantern. So, yeah, so I leave, you know, my, my chain armor and a few things behind to get down to unencumbered. Okay. Yeah, what's, what's that, Captain? Before you go. Remember, the uh, the king of the giants is called Gordoth, and we spoke with Lydia and Jarl, so if you run into any, make sure to name drop them. Gordoth, Lydia, Jarl. Yeah, Gordoth, the wise, the giant king. Okay. I'm going to write these down, actually. Yeah. Uh, Lydia and Jarl? Jarl, yeah. Jarl. Although Lydia was in charge. <clears throat> yeah, but Gordoth's the big boss, though. <laughs> All, right. All right. And I think we will uh, set off climbing. So, my base climb skill is a 26. Let's take a look at penalties. Yeah, there should be some adverse weather penalties somewhere in there. Yeah. So, climb. Uh... Neil, would we have got HP for yesterday? I think Two. we all should be at full. Uh, I don't think I am. Okay. I took some damage uh, you, fighting in a trap, yeah. I think. You would have gotten <laughs> HP yesterday, walking back and forth. Yeah, right. Uh, so I think we're talking... Oh, wait. The wind conditions decrease move speed. Okay, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And then there's, like, icy conditions. Right. So it is moderate for Caldonia, but that is going to be strong winds for you, so you'll be moving at okay. half speed. Um, and you'll be able to yeah that's fine is it slippery or something like that I mean it's always slippery around here it's always a little icy and cold and wet and whatever and natural rock so maybe like a minus two penalty what do you think the penalty is um, I would say the natural rock is it's fairly rough. It's just mountainside, so I'd actually give you a bonus of two for it. Um, and then yeah, the, so, so the plus two for the rock and minus and the, four for the slippery. Right, so minus two. Yep. All right, so just a 24. So as usual, just don't roll a one. Woo! And I do fine. I don't know what my speed is. I don't want to stay up there overnight, so I'll go up half a day, come down half a day. Sure. That sounds good. Um, if I can, I'm thinking maybe like this 
this front, I don't know how accurate this is, but this front peak looks kind of low. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something else in between so I can cl- maybe climb up, if I can get above the fog or whatever, and take a look with a spyglass. But sure. Uh, you go and start climbing up the mountain. It is uh, a tough climb with all the winds buffeting you around and the, the slipperiness of it. And there's so much loose snow that if you like grab a rock that's maybe not super stable, uh, it'll f- start to fall. And then a whole bunch of snow from up down uh, up top will topple onto you and like get down your shirt a little bit. It's a uncomfortable climb that you have a uh, trouble making. But after the first like 400 feet or so, uh, this this cliff it kind of evens out and you have these like plateaus and climbs and plateaus and you have managed to make relatively good time after the first few hundred feet um, yeah you spend half the day scaling the mountains and with your expertise you get all the way up not like to the tippy tippy top but you get up to the you know 90% of the way up the mountain uh, yeah, have a good vantage point. I would still need to like prepare and do that, but right. Um, you can see the party down below you with the spyglass. The winds up here are just as bad as they are down there. Maybe even worse because there's no cover from the mountainside, so you get these like gusts that are much faster than the the persistent pushing. Um, and why don't you give me a perception check? See if you can yeah. find anything in the like tough conditions of this wind knocking everything around. I don't think so. You, you got advantage with the spot with the spyglass. That's oh. true. Woo! Nice. Good thing. So what? What do I spot when I put the spyglass up? Yeah, you don't see anything at first. You're like, it's just a fucking wasteland out here. And then you're like, oh right, spyglass. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see what's going on. And as you're looking at this terrible, awful wasteland, uh, one of these sections of the mountain, not too terribly far from you, maybe like thousand feet, fifteen hundred feet, that you thought was just a, a craggy spire, you're now realizing is a delicately carved uh, pillar that is carved to look like a spire, but at the same time there is some geometry to it that gives it a swirling pattern. Uh, and that is further down the mountain range from where you are currently. It's actually so out towards the peaks more. Right? Yeah, like northwest. From up here, can I see an easier way to get there, or is the way that I came up Whoops, I'm sorry. I, I pointed the wrong direction. It is uh, southeast. It's the, the okay. other way. I had my... I was looking on the so wrong street. Somewhere that over way. here. Oh. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere over there. there. Yeah. Um, is there an easier way to get there? Or is this pretty much the route to take? Or a route There's to take? definitely an easier way. With the spyglass, you can see that the area you came up was more or less average um, over the whole thing. And there is a section down over here that has a, a tougher start to it. It's more of a sheer start, but it's only like 100 feet of that. And then it's a fairly, um, there's a, a series of inclines that are a little bit more shallow that you could switch back up if you well, wanted to. 100 feet is perfect because that's exactly how much rope I have. So I'm going to climb back down this way Mm -hmm. and then use that 100 feet of rope plus a grappling hook to set up, you know, like fixing the grappling hook. I've got pittons too, so if that's more secure, you know, hammer a pitton. Would you lose two pittons as you hammer this in? Sure. We need to procure some more pittons, but there's two pittons. Mm -hmm. And I will secure those. 
Totally good. Let down 100 feet of rope, climb down, and rejoin the party. Yeah, I think you'll end up... That probably takes the whole day. You'll probably end up trudging into camp late that day. Like, they've already... The tent is set up, there's a fire going inside, the sun has set, and you're kind of, like, following along the edge of the mountain with the occasional, like, light flickering from when someone leaves the the tent um, Mm -hmm. to guide you. Uh, And eventually you make it back to the rest of the party. Safe and sound all cuddled inside the tent, dogs piled in, kobold mixed in with the dogs, Yaramir naked, examining his body, looking for new spells, Ferris with his back to Yaramir, working on some dragon armor, William reading letters from his wife. Oh, I don't, I don't have to do that anymore. Old. We got a, uh, a leather worker. That's yeah. true, but you've got, like, your armor with you that you're maybe, like, looking at. I, I imagine you play with the things that you create while you're out and waiting. Uh, I mean, I'm wearing the, uh, the the magic armor. I'm, wear, I'm wearing the the gorgeous oh, armor that I did not make. Okay. I'm just admiring their handicraft. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Ferris still wearing that hideous mask? That thing's glued to your face, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I can't take it off. We try not to. We have him sit in the corner of the tent, so we don't have to look at him. <laughs> All right. Grimes, you survived. Uh, yeah, it's uh, blustery up there. What did you find? Um, there is a spire carved into the, I thought it a a mountain peak at first, but it's either built or carved from the rock itself. Humans? Or giants. I think this must be the Temple of Nerul that, (laughs) uh, the climb should be manageable after this, the first, uh, hundred feet or so. I've set up a, uh, a rope and we can get started. What do I know? Weather permitting. Nerul is the goddess of family, society, and home. Uh, She Mm. is the product of Martha and Esther. Isn't the goddess of nature? That's Nadinus. Nadinus. Okay, sorry for nothing then. That's fine. Uh, Nerul is the daughter of Martha, the god of life and uh, creation, and Esther, the god of law and order. She is the twin sister of Reluna, and often at odds with her family. uh, To Nadinus, family is the root of all order in the world. It is said that all people in the world are made of half a soul, and that it is their eternal journey to find their soul soulmate, their other half, in order to become complete. That's sort of the ethos of Nerul. Her twin sister, Luna, is the uh, fiery, passionate goddess of passion, who is the son of Malchus and Martha. How these twin sisters can have a different father is one of those, like, weird god things that doesn't really make any sense, but it, it just does. All right. Um, I mean, I have an answer, but it's a little lewd. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so... So she actually is interesting, given that that mythos, um, with a with like a, a folklore proficiency. Um, can I know more about her uh, relationship with souls? It seems like we run into that a lot <coughs> in Caldonia. Uh, perhaps is there a, a particular significance to a temple to Reluna and souls? Like, is there practices in folklore uh, to? I, I don't know. Nerul is one of those gods and goddesses that tends not to have like a major presence in a, a church or a temple because everyone, like practically everyone, has their own like little shrine to Nerul in their house. At least the good families do. You know, they'll have like a little effigy or a little statue and they'll say their like small prayers to her as they go about their day. Uh, she's one of the more personal gods that doesn't get 
a ton of um, public talk time, unless it's like a politician being like, Nerul's the way of the world, guys. We all need to have these Nerulian values. But other than that, like everyone just, it's a personal um, relationship most people have. That's cool. Uh, it would be kind of out of the out of the ordinary <laughs> to see a dedicated temple to her. It's definitely a little out of the ordinary, yeah. Um, that these giants have a major temple to Nerul as like one of the few landmarks they've told you about would be very odd and perhaps indicative of their value system. That's why they're nice guys, I guess. So uh, then, Neil, I suppose that maybe William would pray to Nerul when he's thinking about like making sure his family are safe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let's let's talk about this because Nerul says uh, one of her philosophies or the philosophies of her followers uh, is that everyone's made of half a soul and you want to go on your journey to find the other half who is your soulmate, which is sort of contrary to a lot of other lore out there. They don't, you know, they don't always match up. Would you, William? Do you do you think of your wife as your soulmate? Yeah, I think so. Are you sure it's yeah. not your harpoon? <laughs> what? My harpoon. No, he's right, though. That is my most treasured possession. <laughs> um, I guess so. But it's kind of weird, right? Because when you're a noble, you sort of marry for money, don't you, more than love? Right, exactly. So you, you kind of married her not necessarily because you saw her and fell in love with her, but it was advantageous for everyone, and she was pretty, and you were into it, and she was sort of into you, right? I think that, um, yeah, but I think that you, he would have just convinced himself that that she was his soulmate, right? Otherwise, why would he have married her? You know, it's the God's will for that to have happened, so it just makes sense. Plus, most nobles get married in that way. Okay. So it's not... It seems weird to us in our modern day, but it wouldn't... I don't think it would seem right. that strange. So William is convinced that his wife is his soulmate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Right then, well... What, um, is, what does his wife have to say on the matter? Uh, well, she hasn't written to him in two years, so... <laughs> and we all know the rumors about uh, about town. Well, yeah. I don't know those rumors, thank God. <laughs> all right, well, it sounds like we go there tomorrow, then, assuming the weather permits. All right. We when are going... This... Sorry. What no, did you say, Take your... When this wraps up, like, when Frofa wraps up, I need to see, like, William's return to his hometown when he gets to go all CeeLo Green on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If somebody has been sleeping with my wife, though, like, I feel like they're gonna die. You mean if your <laughs> wife has been sleeping with someone? Yeah, like, they're all gonna die. <laughs> Three years in the frozen wasteland with a flaming sword slaying dragons. I'm not sure he's gonna oh, be odd, in a mental state to deal with that. Interesting bit of British slang that I picked up when I was hanging out with Nick. Uh, odd use of uh, prepositions. They they referred to chatting with a uh, a young lady as chatting to her. Oh, there's Aaron over there. To yeah, chat. yeah. Just chatting, just chatting to some young lass. So that doesn't seem, uh, that seems in line with, uh, right? So yeah. someone, someone was, uh, was sleeping, sleeping to your wife, <laughs> Sleep, sleeping at your wife while you were away. <laughs> and with that note, that. we're going to go to our first break. We're going to come back in a few minutes with a little more fro-fro. See you guys soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. That was elegant, Greg. Well done. Um, wraps it up just in time. <laughs> We are back here. You guys are at the base of the mountain. It is the next day. That is May 31st. It is a Wednesday. And the weather is light. 
Perfect. Yeah. Did it's we just use a... any wood? We're not technically in a forest tile this time. Uh, then true. you are using wood, yes. Yeah. So here you are. It is a, a nice light day. Some breezes blowing around, but not too much. Um, you're all well rested. Everyone gains another two HP. Three HP, no, for today. Sure. Because we didn't travel. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Yaramir, before we head up this mountain, can we get a check on our supplies? Yes, of course. Uh, what would you like to check? How much? Uh, how much longer have we got before we run out of food? How much leather? Longer. How much longer? How many more days? Are we do down we eating food? leather? I don't know. He is using terminology I am unfamiliar with. <laughs> Unfortunately, I I... this is not first language. Uh, we have 291 pounds of firewood. No, food. We have less firewood, but uh, 291 much... pounds of food. How much do we use a day? Nine. 17 pounds. Oh, wait, right, nine. Okay. Or no, right. 17 pounds, right? Oh, we're feeding the dogs. Yeah. Okay. Plus, it's yeah. two pounds a day for each of us. So, yeah, hold on. I just, I just gotta take away 34 more pounds. Four. So, we have eight dogs. So, we've got about two weeks. Just over. So, we, so, I need to take 16 pounds of food. Uh, so, 32. So, four. 31. About so 17 days. pounds of food and 140 pounds of firewood left. Oh, 269 divided by 17. We have uh, 15 days. Okay, it's just left. over two weeks. All right, we're good then. We can get up there in a day, right, Grimes? I reckon so. We'll find out. Okay. Um, have a word with Nimrod and make sure he knows what he's doing. All right. You can Tinderbox, right, William? <clears throat> what? Tinderbox. Uh, we're going to climb up to visit the giants, the big ones. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, you don't have to come. Can you stay here and play with the dogs? I mean, watch the dogs. Stay here. Stay here. I get hungry. Uh, we can oh, take the portable hole with us and leave food and wood with yeah. them, right? I assume that yeah. was the plan. Yeah, I'll leave you food, but you have to share with the pups, okay? Okay. And don't eat it all on the first day. You remember that time when you got into the rations and you ate until you puked and then you ate that too? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, don't do that again. Okay. Don't do that one. He's going to do that one again. All right. <laughs> so we leave Nimrod with probably enough food to feed him and the dogs for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many days of food do you want to make sure you leave them? Three. Okay. How long do we plan to stay on this mountainside? Uh... I think maybe we'll leave them. I mean, won't we just leave the cart fully loaded down here? We want to risk them eating all the food. They probably can't <laughs> measure out rations like we can. <laughs> uh, um, maybe we should leave them like six days to be really safe. Six days of food? Yeah. Seems good to me. All right. If we, they if have... we spend more than that on this mountainside, we're probably dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what if we find like a temple on the top that we end up spending three weeks in? We'll just oh, we can always come down and yeah. We can always come back without the dogs at all. Six days of food. Fuck <laughs> it, they starved to death. We'll get new dogs back at base. We're not eating the dogs, Faris. I didn't say that. I know what you said. 
There's a secret Nimrod page on the Shh, wiki. You're a player, you can't see it. I can't wait for the campaign to be over to see what Nimrod's been up to. <laughs> All right, let's get going. All right. Uh, we are going to climb the mountain today. Grimes, you are the leader of this expedition. I would like you to make me a the same climbing check as before. Um, and then we'll just say if you go at a much lower speed, you can definitely get the party along. We can use my climbing check for... Uh, um, yeah, but the speeds will vary. Lord. Yeah. Because you're here to help him along. And if you take your time, it'll not be a problem. And we've got the uh, rope for the first bit, and I think that was the toughest that's, part. That's the challenging bit, is that first And I think we feet. do actually have climbing harnesses for everyone, so we can, mm -hmm. like, loop into the rope mm -hmm. and, like... The weather's also better today, so it's, it's going to be an easier climb. It's better weather. William's got the climbing harness, and, like, he'll pull himself up a little bit and then, like, move the rope down and pull himself up and move the rope down. You'll, like, free climb along him, helping him to get where he needs to go. Um, and after a little while, everyone pulls up to that first section... The pittons are probably lost here. Uh, like they're probably permanently stuck oh, in here, yeah, but yeah. you can get the, lost, the grappling hook and rope out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Permanently yeah. affixed. And we scale But I guess the we'll pull up the rope with us and take it with me. Easily done. Um, yeah. From and here, could we see the tower or was it further no, up? No, you definitely need to climb up. It's positioned yeah. uh, like at the, the very peak of the spire and it blends in pretty well. Do I think we can make it? To the tower today or will we need to like camp uh, on the slope somewhere with a 38 climbing check on a light day you can get the party to the top of the mountain by the end of the day you feel confident right. so that's where we're headed mm -hmm. right okay we have a tent in the portable hole right or a tiny hat or something yeah we have the tent because i just assume they're gonna bury themselves again oh they can sleep in the cave right so yeah yeah, yeah. Hopefully we won't need to tell them. Okay. So you are making your way up this mountainside. Uh, as we said before, there are some flatter areas and there are a lot of like switchbacks over here. So it's not too steep of an incline. Most of the area you can kind of walk and scramble and walk and scramble. There are very few places where you need to hook in. Um, William, as the leader of this party, would you roll me a D10, please? Yep, you can tell me what it's for. Um, yeah, later. Will you tell me if I want high or low, though, because I'd like to just channel my energy in the right direction. You want low. This All right, is... isn't it? Uh oh. Are we surprising someone? Yes. Uh, this is... <clears throat> this is great. Okay. Um, can I get perception checks from the party without the spyglass? Just like you're, you're looking around perception checks. Sure. Looks like a 24 from Yaromir. And that's it. My score dice is all. Not the best perception rolls there. No. Um. Oh no. Is anyone keeping an eye on this dragon or what? Uh, Ferris said he was keeping an eye on the dragon, and but it actually was... hasn't moved in a couple of days. It stayed mm -hmm. sleeping in that same spot since you first okay. saw it. Great. Uh, dragon is fine. So you guys are, are making your way up this mountainside, uh, going along your switchbacks, and with the, the 24 is not good enough to spot this thing. Uh, but you've seen it before, and it's going to catch you by surprise this time. Yeah. No, it is one of those el uh, 
Ice Elementals, and it is attacking Grimes. So Grimes is taking the point, moving up the mountainside. You're in a fairly flat area here, right, actually. Um, it's maybe, you know, 20 feet by 60 feet. It's not actually flat. It's sloped slightly, but it's fairly free of terrain and debris that could be annoying. Uh, and as you're cruising along, Ryan, the ground at your feet all of a sudden becomes... Uh, very dangerous and shooting straight out of the snow are like icicles Whoa. that stab up right in between your legs and that vulnerable uh -oh. inner thigh crotchy region. Um, and we will get two attacks on Ryan. With... Hopefully not called shots. McNuggets, <laughs> they... crucial mistake. Ice picks of the dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's it was the giggle after you said that. That was hysterical. It's the simple checks that got me. The ice elemental urethral swab. Uh, so we want a 15 to hit you. It's, I guess, a technically a back attack. So I think under, I think a surprise attack from below is a back attack. So 15, 17 to hit you with no dex mods. Is that a hit? How could that not be a hit? I have no idea what your AC is. It's, what do we think? I, I, I guess I could have like a, a, a plate mail cod piece or something. <laughs> you could have a cup of protection. No, you know? of my yeah, my AC is sixteen. <laughs> even with our Forget rings of protection, guys. Cups of protection are where it's at. So does this auto crit? Um, no, it the, doesn't uh, auto crit, but it's a seventeen. No, that's what you're saying. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Hopefully not a cod shot. No, so we a, need to build the army as amulets into a, a cod piece. It's yeah? a twenty-four. <laughs> uh, I believe that does the twenty-four clear by ten? A twenty-four. Yeah, uh, it has two attacks. If if you're if I'm stripping your decks, I guess. if you're stripping my decks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you just trying to? All right. So the first attack. Uh, we'll hit you for 11 points of damage, which also drains five points of warmth. And the critical hit ooh, is not much better. Uh, 10, 17, 18, 19 points of damage and nine points of warmth. Fuck. Not so much better, only double the damage. damage. Uh, yeah, so these two icicles shoot up. One of them like hits uh, your belly kind of from below and runs up towards you there. The other hits you square in the bottom uh, underside of your thigh and like pierces through the thigh and out the other side. And I think uh. Grimes sort of collapses in suffering and pain as the snowy ice elemental at you at your feet kind of becomes apparent to those around you. Uh, and now we want to roll initiative. Yeah, so wait, did you was that D10 was for? Was that our, that was, that was our surprise that. roll, Neil uh, lied. No, the, the D10 Neil. was for what sort of terrain you were going to be uh -oh. in. Was uh -oh. it going to be like easy, advantageous terrain or were, like, were you spread out on a tall climb when you uh, were okay. attacked? Yeah. So we didn't make a surprise roll? Um, do the perception checks with a surprise roll. Hmm. Yeah. All um, right. initiative. It gets a five, six, seven. Wait, are you down, Yaramir or uh, Grimes? No, I'm okay. pretty close to it, though. Oh, I guess I get. I guess I do initiative. Yeah. 
Um, so it goes first again, and it's right underneath Grimes. It's not going to change its target. It's coming after you, but you are no longer surprised. It no longer has... Um, you get your dex mods now, and it no longer has the plus, a two, plus two to hit from being underneath you, because you can move out of the way better. Uh, and it will try and... Since when is there a plus two for being underneath? It's, I was going to say it's the same as a back attack. high ground, not being a low ground. Sure. I was giving it back attack bonus for being yeah. under you. It seemed appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so this time it's coming with a bludgeoning strike towards you. The, you know, the same sort of like crystalline icicle reaches out, but instead of coming to a point, it comes to like the front of a hammer, kind of like a curved thing. It's more of a, a, sh- uh, a push and hit, which, ooh, uh, we'll roll a 26 to hit you. Holy shit. Oh, uh, is that clear by 10? down for 10. Are you dead? I'm down. Uh, it, does it clear by What's 10? Your- yeah, what was the roll? 26. What's the, what's the damage? That clears by 10, exactly, unless I get any bonus. Uh, you have your regular dexes and everything. Yeah. Nothing else? Okay. What's your height? What's your height? Speak. I'm at 7. Oh my god. Um, it will deal 10, 11, 12 damage to you. And give me an oh, opposed strength check or be knocked back 20 it, feet. I'm down. I'm down. I'm at like. Okay. Yeah. How much did you say? 11 points of damage? 11 points of damage. So he gets just hit in the square of the chest and like knocked back oh. towards the rest of the party because he was leading the front, probably running into William um, right next to him. All right. I, uh, I leave the healing to Yaramir or, you know, someone who isn't me and I go and kill the thing. All right. You've got a flaming sword. The ice elemental is at your feet. This is a Any major bonuses or anything like that? Just your no. regular attacks. Nothing fancy. 24. That definitely hits it. You clear by nine, so not enough to hit. Crit. All right. Um, remember the roll? Oh, yeah. In. Uh, 16 points of damage. Let me just see if fire does extra damage to it. da 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 da, da. Fire damage is treated differently, but it doesn't do extra damage. Cool. All right. You do 16 to it. I've got a second attack. That's the end of the round. I right. Think. Uh, yeah. Go, everybody else on the party. Uh, what time of day is it? It's early. Um, you've been climbing the mountain for maybe it, an hour or two. Is it morning? Uh, it's late morning. Not quite okay, noon. So plus two to the weapon then, because it's plus three at night. One during the day, two during yeah. evening or dawn. It's not the sun oh, it's is too, up. It's too late. Okay. Yeah, the sun is uh, up. Uh, that's plus ten. So there's a twenty-six there. That should be a that clear, will by, clear 10. by ten. Okay. Um, and then I have the other one, and that one I add plus six to. Uh, for a fourteen, that one's a miss. Fourteen. Oh, no, that's a hit exactly. Nope. Fifteen AC. Okay. Okay, so it's gonna take D eight plus. So I do plus three and then plus so plus four. Uh, it takes five damage. All right. It is wounded. Definitely wounded. Uh, you no, can see it. Wait, wait, wait. That was, it was a crit, right? That was, it was a crit. Oh, right. Another D8. Yeah. Uh, it takes 12 damage. Ooh, actually. Very nice. Uh, it slithers on the ground very much in the same way that a puddle of liquid metal might slither around the ground in a future film. Um, and it is Yarmir's turn. Um, 
I'm gonna walk up. I'm gonna just change my my plan here, seeing our brave fighters taking care of this. I'm gonna walk up to Grimes's body since he got like blasted back away from the creature. Mm -hmm. um, and as I as I approach, I want to just kind of take a look around and make sure there's not ice moving somewhere else ah. that like uh. haven't been attacked yet. Give me a, uh, another look around check. Okay. Uh, there's some perception there for thirty. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. there's nothing else nearby. Okay. Um, and so, uh, determined that, uh, or having determined that uh, there's nothing else to worry about, I will try to bind the uh, bleeding groinal area of uh, Grimes and get him not dying. Yeah, there are some big holes in him that need to be filled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> roll. Uh, you, know, you, you have a healing proficiency. You don't even need to roll a check, right? You can make a healing check to actually heal me, though. That's true. And you can restore HP. Not yeah, enough. yeah, 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 I could restore HP. Yeah. Uh, so that is a successful check. You restore uh, D3. I can restore two points of HP to it. All right. So I'm still at negative two, but stable. You Does bind healing the... automatically bring you up to zero in it in a 2E? Or is that only magical, magical healing does? the bleeding out mechanic. Yeah. Right, uh, which he, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is he... Does that automatically stabilize him to zero, or since he got healed for damage? Um, it's going to leave him at negative two, but because Greg's a proficient healer, he'll get, he'll go to one HP the next morning. So okay. yeah. Uh, da -da -da -da. this is the Ice Elemental's second no, attack. Oh, we all go at the same time for that. Uh, it should go in the same order. Go in initiative order. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it will... Who hit it last? Uh, William hit it for the most damage, so it will shoot out an icicle towards William's chest, which has... Oh, God. No, it's like a 10 to hit. Uh, nope. It just kind of clar clatters off of your dragon scale armor, breaking and chipping and crumbling to the ground, and we roll initiative for the next round. Uh, second attacks. Second no, attacks, no. yes. Yes. 24 is a hit. Uh, it's me first, though, Sean. 16. <laughs> <laughs> 16 is a hit, that's a hit, that's a hit. 11. Uh, 11 and 14. That 11 and 14 dead. is minus 25 to the HP. It's, well, it's not standing, but it's alive. It's oh, still okay. moving. Uh, oh. This thing is uh, stronger than the other ones we fought. Oh, wait, sorry. Take take two off that damage. It should be 12, not 14. I forgot it's plus one right now. Yeah. Uh, this is, you guys will recognize that this is a different ice elemental. You've actually seen this type before. It attacked you in some town recently and then like quickly ran off. You've seen this sort of slithering ice elemental before. Is it's, this the one that was like the jelly? Like there, we saw one that was kind of like an oozish sort of thing, but it was more like a plate than a, than a gelatinous cube. Yeah, this is definitely more oozy. The other ones that you've seen, like the one you have trapped in your barrel is more of like a lumpy mound of snow. Um, and it'll bring up like two arms to smash at things or maybe like freeze yeah. the ground around it. This is a different creature. It is like slithering and sliding and jutting things out of it. It seems like it can make any shape of itself that it wants and mm -hmm. uses it to uh, attack you. All right, so in between rounds then, I'm gonna shout over my shoulder, Yaramir, are you looking to capture this thing or should we kill it? Murder away. All right. Uh, initiative. Six. It gets an eight. Okay, cool. Sean's going to kill it. Sean's not going to kill it. Maybe. Okay. 
Go for it, Sean. So first roll is a miss. I also um, get the offhand though, and that's yes. a crit. Oh, you clear that's by 11. Crit. Yeah. Triple damage so to it. it's gonna take 3d6. It takes another nine points of damage right there. Nine and it stops moving. You got a lot of HP, those ones though. They're pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how is he? And I, I turn back toward Grimes, who's lying limp on the ground. It seems we are down, Navigator. All right, Faris, help me with the tents. Yarmir, make sure Grimes doesn't die. Will do. Aye, aye, Captain. All right, we get the tents up then. It's not ideal, but. We can't carry on without Grimes. So. Yeah, and you guys are actually in a surprisingly relatively flat area. You're going to be at a bit of an angle, but it's not too steep. Okay, it'll um, just offend my sensibilities. Yeah, it's not very elegant. Um, so you quickly establish a, a safe place and begin to wait. Yeah, so I guess... Um... We should keep watch. Is uh, it worth using potion of healing on Grimes, or shall we let him naturally regain his hit? I mean, his health and vitality. It I think we might should be worth it. Well, combat. It might be worth it, though. Uh, we don't want to spend more time on this mountainside than we have to. If we heal him now, he should be ready to go by the morning. How many have we got left? Potions? Three. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if we use the potion, will that bring him to one? Should we not wait to use the potion tomorrow morning, right? And then, then he'll get the full healing from it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. I agree with you. Because yeah. I right. want him to be able, like, if if we travel with him at one, then any sort of yeah. ambush could just kill him instantaneously. Yes. Kind of like what we just ran into. Yeah. Poor, poor Grimes. I fear he may have trouble conceiving child in future. Let's not joke about it, the mammal. It just looked like a bleeding. Like I saw that. It was just a piercing. It's fine. Some people pay good money to get that, you know? Exactly. He could he could ornament it now. <laughs> uh, so, Yarmir, how do you administer the potion to Grimes? Because uh, you have a healing proficiency you can. Yeah, because you'll wake yeah. up in the morning, Neil, and then we'll get rid of it. This was plan proposed. Cool. Uh, you put up the tent. You begin to rest. You've got the majority of the day ahead of you. Oh, are wait, you all... Neil. Because there's no dogs this time, we are going to have to keep watch, which we wouldn't usually make a point of saying, but Faris and I will spend half the night awake making sure that... And what about watch. during the day? Are you all hanging out in the tent during the day? Are you wandering the mountainside? I'll, I think we'll take watches throughout the day. Um, yeah, the, like, the important thing is that when we go to bed tonight, Yaramir does first watch. Sure. And then we'll do... Um, uh, I guess Paris can do the middle. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that Yaramir doesn't do the middle. Right. He needs to sleep. And um, <clears throat> who's on first watch during the day? So the I second think and third. Far- Faris and I will just do little patrols around the tent during the day. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, William, you're starting off the patrols. And you're walking around, and it's been maybe 10 minutes since the battle ended. And right in that bloody spot where, like, Grimes's fluids have spilled out all over the floor, you begin to see that same pocket of oozy snow begin to shift and start to move again. What, the one we... the same one or a different one? The same exact spot where you've been plunging your swords and hacking, and it's all bloodied from hitting you guys, is seemingly reanimating. Okay, well, I shout for Faris and then immediately charge towards the thing and strike at it. Uh, all right, go ahead and give me an attack roll as you shout for Faris. I'm going to just cleave it up. 
anything like a troll. I'll just keep hitting it until it stays dead. Uh, you do hit it, yep. 12. Okay. Uh, let's I roll. Get your, do you have two attacks? Yeah, I hit it. Give me a second attack. 25. Uh, that clears by 10. 24. All right. It done. splatters and stops moving. I, I, I hack it up some more. I just keep going. Yeah, so I run out of the tent. And I, I see him hacking up this this gel. And I say, what happened? It was piecing itself back together. Some sort of uh, witchcraft. I'm going to walk back in the tent and get her tinder box. Oh, and I some wood. You're going measure. to try and make an ally out of it? <laughs> <laughs> that is our number one alliance technique. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to set this thing on fire. Do you have any it's wood difficult. with you? We've got uh, fire, we, right? We have firewood, yeah. Okay. You can build a fire, and you've got the tinderbox and the flaming sword, um, mm -hmm. and you can build a fire right on top of it. Yep. So I, I want to set this thing on fire and just make sure, like, I'll make it, I'll grab a stick and turn it into a torch and just start poking points of it to, to burn it. Yeah. Yeah. You just going to burn it up real good, and then we'll we'll watch it for a few hours and make sure that it doesn't come back this time. It doesn't come back this time. You seem to have put it down for, for good, Z's. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, good. I guess I'll carry on with the patrol then. Okay. Um, That's interesting. So I'm a little bit worried about that, William, because your sword is literally on fire. Yes. Well observed. So why did that not work the first time? You had the killing blow, right? Maybe that's why. Maybe. Maybe it was playing dead? Perhaps. I'm not sure. There's a... Uh... A lot of the things in this continent don't make a lot of sense. Maybe we should stab the things we kill a few extra times for good measure. Yeah, well, things like this for sure. Always double tap. Rule of survival. <laughs> yeah, indeed. The rest good of the day advice. passes fairly uneventfully. Um, the only thing of interest is at some point Nimrod realizes that you guys are just camping up on the mountain and tries to shout up to you, but you guys don't speak kobold. So it's just him being like, I can I guess. At you guys. We're like up a mountain, right? How, how yeah. far up the mountain did we go? Uh, you're actually not too terribly far. You're only like a thousand feet up the mountain. You know, it was still early in the day when you guys got hit. Can a voice carry a thousand feet? Nimrod's got a loud voice. It's shrill. It pierces through the, the airs. It's also a light day. And, you know, the shape of the mountain kind of gives it a bit of an echo. Um, so so. I, th I think there's some worry then that the dogs are getting killed by a scrog or something. So I'd, we check with the spyglass, make sure everything's all right. No, they're fine. Nimrod's okay. just yelling at you. That's fine. No, we ignore him. I'm used oh, to that's... ignoring Nimrod, right? Yeah. I, 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 I can't a lot. Yeah. Okay. The day passes. Uh, we wake up on June 1st and Grimes is awake. Uh, am I? I'm at negative two. You should be, you should gain three HP tonight. Two HP tonight. You should be, yeah, you're, you're fine. You're okay. one. All right. And then we, uh, Grimes, sit up. Uh, oh. oh, oh, it yeah. aches. Have something to eat and I'll, uh, give him. And the bullshit. The yeah. Russians, yeah. And then, the, and then hand him uh, the potion after he's had a couple of bites. Um, strategically, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I think Grimes would take it readily. So what is watch that? It. Was it 2d4 plus 2? 2d4 plus 2? Yes, sir. Roll those snake eyes. 
Seven. Not All right. Bad. How you feeling? Sore. What was that thing? Some sort of uh, like one of those elementals that Yaramir captured, but Bob Stronger. Maybe it's that were further south, or we ran into one of those in town. Remember, Grimes? We were checking out a house, and it slithered I in. I didn't on even the door. see what hit me. I was. Remember that down weird and... plate thing that we ran into? Yeah, I was. It was one of those. It was like the ground came up to meet me, and I was down before I even had a chance to move. Well, that's going to leave a hell of a scar. I probably just like split my femoral artery right open. I took 41 points of damage before anyone in the party even got a chance to act. It's basically just like a a pit trap or something. Yeah, that was rough. Yaramir, is there any reason why these things would be stronger here? Do you think they live in societies and this just happens to be where the stronger ones live or no i don't believe they live in societies Uh it's like this right sometimes wind blows gentle sometimes wind blows very strong still wind is similar to ice elemental this one is just bigger wind is the wind stronger closer to the eye of the storm or something I have heard I have storm is quite calm. However, hmm. I have not lived long in stormy places. Hmm. Maybe we're closer to the source of their of their power. I'm no uh, I'm no scientist or a wizard, but I I swear that the weather's been better since we killed Sleet. So perhaps the dragons do have some control over the um the elements here. Maybe that stretches to these elementals. Closer to the dragons, maybe they're stronger. They are birthed of magic and dragons we know. Very powerful magic. I could see it. I could see that being true. The dragons come from another plane, right? That's what I heard. Is that true? Is that true of this world? Really? Yeah. Dragons What's a plane? Extra uh, extra plane. So it's... the gods have had like three attempts at creating worlds, and this is their third attempt. Dragons were their like firstborn creations in their first version of the world, but like the dragons proved to be, eh, fuck you gods, I'm a dragon, I do what I want. And so the gods are like, ah, shit, these creatures don't worship us. And they like moved on. And then eventually the dragons found a way into this area, this world. So they're from, I wouldn't quite call them extra planar, but like mirror earth sort of thing, maybe. But the elementals come from a presumably another plane as well, the elemental plane, right? So maybe it kind of maybe makes sense that the dragons might be connected to the elemental planes in some way. I don't know. Like I said, I'm no uh, scientist or wizard or yeah. priest. That, that bit Not... about dragons coming from a mirror version, uh, the first incarnation, is probably something that your characters do not know. That is player oh, right. yeah, only Okay, knowledge. sorry. So yeah. it's not like a local legend thing. No, no, that's like truth of the world that most people are unaware of. Scratch that then. Never mind. Sorry. It's okay. Well, I don't know. But keep an eye on it because this stuff on the top of these mountains seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. It is. Whatever it is has to live alongside giants and dragons, so. Alright. So, uh, it is I the next day. I feel quite a invigorated after that uh that draft what was that you gave me it's quite the cocktail 
Yeah. Why haven't we? Why haven't we been drinking this every night? It's Faris's special brew. He he only has enough um, sauce, so you will, to make so much of it. What's what's in that? I think the less questions asked, the better. Magic potion. <laughs> some have said. Some have said. All right. Where to, oh, boys? I think, I think I feel ready to keep moving now. Just let me oh, stretch this. Oh. Hopefully, the uh... stitches will pop out. I do not hmm. wish to restitch area. Let's, uh, let's oh, when, we get, when we get back to camp, you'll have to set me up with some better armor. That icicle went straight through this. Uh, I believe we're having to make for you as we speak. That's that's what we set the leather worker to. We'll make it faster. <laughs> that's definitely not the leather worker. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be ready when we return to. Um, who, base. Who, who made that one? And I point to William's armor. I made it, but I don't have to do that anymore. We hired somebody else to take care of my manual labor. <clears throat> Well, since you don't have to make armor anymore, you may not. I may. I may not have to climb anymore either. Especially if we bump into another one of those things. Faris can fight though, Grimes. So, you know, maybe you should still stick to climbing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If I die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look. Can you? Do you know? Do you remember where you are? Do you remember the path we were on? Yeah, we're camp's just down there. We. Have, Barely, barely just started. Okay. All right. Well, uh, why don't you let me lead, and uh, you can just direct me, just in case we run into anything else like that. Fair enough. It is still a light day, and you guys can proceed up the mountainside. There is no monsters today. There we go. That's the correct encounter table. Uh, and by the end, uh, by the middle of the day, maybe two thirds of the way through the day, you come to a, a spot where you have a clear look at this pillar that winds up. At first, to most of you, it just looks like part of the mountainside where there's like a craggy rock. But with the aid of the spyglass, you can see that it is actually something that has been crafted by hand. Um, to look sort of natural, but then at the same time, there's like an elegance of the sweeping to it. It was probably a spire that has then been crafted to look like something, because it's clearly not holding anything up, but it's it's worked stone. Does it look at all similar to the Caledonian human architecture? Mm, not in the slightest, no. So it looks like the giants maybe did make this. Uh, yeah. And one of the things that you notice is that the details, while they are relatively fun, are are well done, are not small details. Like the smallest detail is much larger than like the fine work of a human or something would do. Um, it looks like it was made by a larger creature with thicker fingers. Uh, I didn't know too much about giants back at home, but I never thought of them as uh, civilized creatures. Anyone know any more about that giant uh, society? Um, only that they tend to be terrible. I've only ever met uh, met the few. All right, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, that if uh, in absence of humans to take control of everything, if the lesser races can flourish into something more? Are you seriously insinuating the giants are lesser races? 
I mean, I know you're big, but <laughs> there's more to uh, being successful in size. Although it has served me well, I, I suppose. I guess I guess I better get used to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to ask, but have you been for a piss yet? <laughs> Did it still come out of one hole? Or I'm fine. Fantastic. I'm sure Mrs. Grimes will be pleased. Is there a Which Mrs. One? Grimes? I mean, if he ornaments it, maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I should have just let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys headed to the pillar? I think so, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Grimes, give me another climbing check and just don't botch it. It is a dangerous mountainside, but you're a master guide, so it should be fine. Yeah, totally. Um, there are some craggy areas. Light. Light. Okay. There are yes. some craggy areas where you might be setting up a, a rope between across two points where it, it's difficult to walk to let, help the party along. Um, but you make it to the pillar without any problems. And this thing is fairly large. It's like 20 feet up into the air. Uh, it's got figurines on it that are some sort of people. They, they're large, but that's because they're carved by a large hand. They could be humans, or, or they could be giants, but they're definitely some sort of the humanoid. Uh, they're about six feet. They're actually they're mm -hmm. close to life size for you. By figurines, do you mean these are carved onto the pillar, or yes. there are like figurines next to the pillar, no, no. or like on a ledge of the pillar? Carved onto the pillar. Good question. Okay. okay. So there's what, like three or four? Oh, there's figures. one here. Oh. You know, there's like four figures on the bottom, and it looks like uh, there's one figure that's reaching out a hand to three others that are kneeling before it, and then like the 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 ring above that has the 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 one figure standing, but like kind of away and kind of above, and then mm -hmm. the rest of the three are all yeah. like working together. They're doing something. There's like a little roof over their heads, sort of, um, and then on the third uh, ring around the top. The, there's still that same aloof figure, and now you've got like the the core three that were in the first two images, and then like dozens of little smaller figures all around it as well. So I guess um, we circle around and uh, mm -hmm. case so the, case the place. Yeah, gi giants don't really look like humans 100%, right? I mean, even this, even disregarding scale, there's differences between the two. Definitely. Maybe different facial structures so do these look more like giants or humans give me a charisma check okay. appreciating the ancient artwork that's been exposed to the weather for decades centuries yes, even 29. yeah the features are still enough that william can make out that they've got this very pronounced like forehead that sticks out a little bit more and is kind of flat uh their jaws are a little bit lower um, and kind of broader. They, they've got more of a, I want to say like a Neanderthal sort of look to them almost. Yeah, um, so they these do, like they heavy do features. Like giants then probably. Definitely look like giants, except for that one figure that's away from them in each of these. That figure has the same sort of like pronounced features, but they're a lot more delicate. You know, the forehead might come out and be flat, but like it's not so angular. Like there's a, enough of a, a curve to it to make it look uh, gentle. Is it smaller relative no. to the other ones? No, they're all about the same size. Um, well, uh, look, Grimes, remember, you're you're doing the talking here, so make sure you've got your game face on. Are, is there any sign of giants about, Neil? Not yet. Nope. Just the like, pillar. 
I mean, what's the? Or is this in a? Is it? It's on a plateau. On, yeah, it's on like a, a ridge, a, the uh, the actual ridge of the mountain. Or is that not? Or is that not an entrance? No. Oh right. I assumed yeah, it was. So like... We circled around. It's just. A, it's basically just a standing stone, right? Mm-hmm. A, a carved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the base of it is buried in snow and everything, but... Is there a sign so, of traffic? Um, yeah, you know what? There is a, maybe 60 feet away, there's a rocky area that looks like it's been carved flat. Um, and there's like a little bit of an indentation in there that looks like this is maybe a spot where people come to sit. Maybe it's been like carved into a bench that you can like look out over the mountainside with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also wanted to inspect the. Uh, I mean, I think I get a good look at the at the pillar itself. Mm-hmm. Worth and I for quality of the artwork. It's looks appraising pretty it, if you will. Like, old. Does it, it looks pretty it's weathered. Um, so it's uh, so it's ancient. It's priceless. Is uh, um, like is it well carved or is it crude? Like, is this a beautiful piece of artwork or is it a? Uh, a crude tribal totem. It was probably once a beautiful piece of artwork, but it has mm-hmm. been exposed to the elements for a very long time, and most of the nice features are removed. Um, there's mm-hmm. like one area on the bottom where you like dig away a little bit of the snow that hasn't been quite so exposed, and you can see the added details. Like there's individual strands of hair on. Um, some like there's like some little groundy creatures that are walking around at the base. It looks like some horses, and there's like a bunny or a squirrel or something. I don't know. There's some like weird woodland creatures at the base mm-hmm. of it, um, at the base of the very first ring. Yeah. And these have really nice details on them as well uh, that are lost on the upper part. Yeah. So is is that one the rule? I ask, pointing to the uh, woman set apart. The others. I believe you are right. I could not tell you for sure. But yes, this is my assumption. This must be the giant's temple. And I, I go and have a seat on their bench. More shrine. Yeah, it's more of a shrine what's, than a temple. What's the difference? Temple's well, got more loot? <laughs> you could think of it that way, yes. Temple is a house of worship with priests and a place to congregate. Shrine is totem that one can find their own spirituality at. A marker, if you will. I believe you are to sit at the bench and contemplate your other half. Yaramir is right. I was was really hoping for a a roof and a warm room, but I guess not. Maybe I didn't translate the the word from giant quite correctly. Um, It's their place of worship, I suppose. As you're up here, I I assume you're scouting out the area. Grimes, you're crawling onto that bench. It actually comes up to, like, your chest level because giants are so tall that you can get on no problem, but it's a a big bench. Can I get perception checks? I stand on it and look out over the the, the party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does the bench face south? The bench faces northeast. Northeast. So it's looking like... So it's we're on the other side of this ridge looking that way or something. Uh, You're on the ridge, but the bench... I guess the bench faces both ways. Really? Because, you okay. know, it's a flat thing. Um, yeah, these are great perception checks. That's actually all that we need here. Um, as you're looking around, you notice that on the northeast side, maybe 30 feet down or something, there is actually a, a giant who seems to be asleep, kind of standing, leaning 
uh, back against the mountainside. Eyes are closed, kind of covered with snow all over. You didn't notice at first because there's like large snow drifts that are on it, but at some point, like someone notices there's like a weird nose coming out of the mountain. And then you're like, oh shit, that's, that's a fucking giant right there. Do we notice more or is it just the one? Uh, yeah. What was the best perception check? Uh, 29? Yeah, there's actually three giants here. Um, okay. Um, how far away did you say they were, Neil? The top of their head is maybe 10 feet from you. Wait, um, wait, wait. It's just wait, like wait. down the hillside from you. Go on, Sean. Didn't, didn't they, when we talked to them, didn't they say that they rejuvenate by taking in the cold? Maybe we shouldn't so. interrupt this. Maybe we should let them they, wake up. Don't they the nap round. for many years? I don't remember that. I just remember you said something about how they just take in the cold and it rejuvenates them. I, I guess what I'm saying is maybe we should see if they wake up on their own. Maybe it's not a good idea to wake these ones up. We can spend the night here, pitch the tent, but uh, I'm not waiting around for giants to wake up. We'll, if they're not sure. woken up by tomorrow, we'll... Uh, could Could we write... Grimes, you know Giant. Could you write high on a sign for us so they know that we're we're here to talk if they do wake up while we're asleep? Uh, the Giants don't have a written language, as far as I know. Uh, let's make sure that someone stays awake all night in case they stumble upon us. We don't want to get caught into a fight before we've had a chance to introduce ourselves. Could we draw a person waving? Just... Go. Go for it. In the snow? We could, we could draw the, um, the symbol of Nerul. That would prove that we've Does known what, know what that is. Yeah, I grew I... up in Church of Martha. I have experienced. I know. I have seen symbol of the rule. Fantastic. Are the symbols to represent the gods the same everywhere? As far as I know, I have yet to reach culture that does not understand. You see them in the stars at night. How could they be different? Or are they based on the stars? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Yaramir, can you do that then? Yes. We will need very large symbol, though. Human-sized symbol, probably too small for giant. Easily yeah. overlooked. So you guys are having this discussion and getting prepared to make this thing when seemingly you, you awaken one of the giants. Oh, well, looks um, like it's time. Yeah, because you're having this conversation. You're getting ready to leave them a message, and something in your actions kind of rouses one of them who gives a, a stretch and a, a mighty yawn that grabs your attention. The snow falls off of him. He turns and climbs up to go sit on the bench and then notices the, the four of you there. Um, this giant is buck naked, and now that all the snow has gone off of him, you can see that in detail. Ooh. How impressive is it? Uh, your head comes to maybe his, his calf, head? his thigh. Oh. Um this mid thigh, so you're just about face level, um, and I don't know. You didn't know what? Tell me, what? what do you find impressive in a giant's dick, Nick? Is it oh, bigger oh. than William? Probably not. <laughs> is it? Is it <laughs> in not. proportion to its size, or is it larger? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Than one would expect. Well met, uh, great old one. I always thought by the time I was 32 and playing D&D that we wouldn't be trying to measure how big a giant stick was. But Let's derail like... our campaign at age 14. It's going to derail our campaign now. <laughs> and yeah, here we are at age 45 and you're still talking about it now. Things are generally the same proportion. So if they're three times your size, it should be three times your size. 
Wow. You know? A 60-inch penis. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh, yeah. Oh. Greetings. We are friends of Lydia. You are, are you? Well, you must be. You speak our words. Hello, friend of Lydia. I am friend of Lydia. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I am uh, Grimes, and this is uh, Cal- that's a uh, <laughs> trumpet sound as I introduce Cal William to. The- <laughs> um, and well, I guess I say, greetings, giant. He's- what does he say? He gives his greetings. And, Is he uh, ignorant of our language? Alas, all my companions are quite ignorant. <laughs> what a shame! Hmm. What, what brings is... you to our wonderful and ancient shrine? Hmm. Well, we came to uh, pay homage to Nerul, of course. Well met, when... young man. Young... And you are a man, aren't you? <clears throat> uh, I think I, I think I still am. Yes. Your your women <laughs> don't have facial hair, if I remember the legends correctly. Only the dwarves. He looks confused. Are you a dwarf? I thought no, you were a human. No, just, I am human. It was a joke. Oh, right. Well, not really. Uh, <clears throat> we. We also wish to uh, treat with uh, you, well, giant kind. We are uh, explorers from across the sea, and uh, we'll have some news to share. Uh, what did you say your name was? My name is Clifford. Clifford. Hmm. Ask What's him it? if he has a big red dog. Well, you're look. Nick's looking right at it. <laughs> Grimes, what's it take? Uh, this is Clifford. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and uh, maybe ask him about um, that king. Perhaps we can meet with him. Sure. Although Clifford, um, our uh, our uh, captain would like to meet with. Uh, your king, if that is possible. Uh, we have heard uh, heard legend of Gordoff the Wise. Is he awake? He is not hibernating, if that is what you ask. Mm. Tell me, little creatures, why do you seek Gordoff the Wise? What? What's it asking? He asks why you seek Gordoff the Wise. We um we need to report. <laughs> and those two places that Lydia told us about and uh, perhaps <clears throat> we can help him finally deal with uh, Squall and Gale <clears throat> when uh, when we uh, spoke with Lydia she mentioned two places of interest to your people and we have uh, mm. news to report of uh, a temple at the foot of this mountain Oh, the ancient ruins of the, the mm. small folk. Or the tomb. Yeah, the tomb. It's a tomb, is it? 
<laughs> Why would anyone build such a small tomb? Do Christ. you honor your criminals? Uh, no, it is a small tomb for a small king. See, even mm. the kings of men are, well, man-sized. That would make sense. Yes. And a second order of business. <laughs> you, you don't build the... grand tombs for your kings then? Twice as high, twice as wide? We were a bit disappointed about this one as well. And this, the second order of business is the uh, great worms, the dragons, our mutual enemies. Hmm. Mm. And it is, it of is these a matters shame that, that Squall has died. Uh, Sleet is dead. Oh, a, sh a shame. Quite, quite. You you liked you liked Sleet. <laughs> Mm. There's a little bit of sleet right here. I know. Like it. <laughs> it seems not to notice that. It yeah. says, sleet was a different brood. Mm. Uh, Squall and Gale. How is it you know all of these things? Hey, hey, never mind. I, Squall I and Gale are of a, a different brood from far, far away. Sleet <clears throat> is child of frostbite. Are you... I thought you giants uh, quarreled with the dragons. Sleet and Gale, we do frequently. Frostbite sleeps for a long, long time, and Sleet was rather reasonable. You're getting your names mixed up. So, wait. Squall and Gale. Squall and Gale. Fight with. Okay. Yeah. Squall Sleet and Gale are the ones we fight with. Frostbite is asleep all the time, and Sleet is, was quite reasonable. It sounds like they may have been friendly with Sleet. Um, mm. Well, mm. Sleet wasn't very friendly with us. We are That's no true. Shows. Yeah, maybe, I'll, maybe I won't mention that for now. Uh, yeah. But Squall and Gale are still their enemies, and they are interested in the tomb. Um, I'll keep pressing for an audience king. Yeah, that would be best. Yeah. So it is of these matters that we wish to uh, speak with your your king. For surely he would like to hear tale of what lies inside the tomb. And what was the other thing that we saw? The iron, the iron mine. The iron mine. Where the heck was there an iron mine? Right in the north. The uh, away. No, okay, that pathway there. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I hope he doesn't have his heart set on that because there's probably yeah. miners coming to mine it out. Yeah, we can just not mention that one. Okay. Uh, the giant says, I, I will take you to our great hall where Gordoth and the others <coughs> rest. Just give me a moment. Wake up. Ugh. And he plops his butt down on the cold bench, seems totally impervious to it, and uh, gazes out over the, the terrain for a while. Maybe he like half an hour. He says he'll take us to their great hall. Aha. Marvelous. Are we ready to go to a great hall? Do we have do we have gifts befitting a king? Knowledge, the greatest gift of all. I I, I look in for tinder boxes. I still have two left. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're too small for their giant fingers, not thumbs. I mean, if they snap, it'll it'll make a spark. You're right. I'm not sure we have anything we can give him really. We have magic. Hmm. We have magic. We have that spell book. If they've got any wizards. Although they won't be able to read it. We oh, could no, give it's... a magic book. We could give them magic lanterns. We could give them magical 
fans and watering cans. We could give them. We got two of those, a few of those lanterns, haven't we? Yeah, I would just give them all the lanterns. Yeah, we could give them the lanterns. It's not a bad idea. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Um, and maybe we don't need gifts. Do um, they eat the giants? Yeah, like... but giving a magic gift to a king sounds way better than not giving the king a gift. I feel like they didn't eat that much. Like they feasted. Like they got their energy from the cold. And they didn't. Yeah, yeah they don't eat. That's. Yeah, so we've got to be careful about food here. But yeah, maybe they drink. Oh yeah. Okay. So does he finish uh, his looking and stretching, or what's yeah, he? Yeah, he spends like half an hour doing this sort of stuff, uh, and then gets Ooh, up. How hard would it be to climb up on the bench? It's not that hard. No, it's right? like at your I was up on it. Yeah. yeah. You could get up. I just want to go, like climb up on the bench and sit next to him. He sure. Was, was he yeah. on the bench? Yeah, he was on the bench. He notices you climbing like, up and off the edge like a toddler and kind of swing him back and forth. Clifford takes his big giant hand and rests it gently on your shoulder uh, in like a father son bonding moment, looking out over the the mountainsides. Uh, and looks- as he does that, I just kind of we we like we sit and wait for like thirty minutes. At some point, I just kind of cast detect magic and look around sitting uh, on the bench yeah the giant when you're really close to it you notice that there is a faint very faint magical aura coming off of it letting you mm-hmm. know that there is some sort of like this isn't he's a semi-magical creature there's definitely mm-hmm. some weird giant or magical thing going on here uh the pillar the shrine of Nerul, also has a faint sort of like almost pulsing magic coming off of it as if it's like some sort of magical beacon of sorts um but it's pretty light and faint you know it's uh can i get a school on that maybe yeah you are level seven i am level seven you uh that's where it is it is enchantment (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's been enchanted specifically to be a, a beacon. But maybe the okay. magic has worn thin because it's so old. Okay. Hmm. I do have a beacon ring on my finger. Not yeah. that we're discussing this, but it, yes, does, is there, there any are... connection that I'm feeling between the two? No, you're not feeling a connection between the two, but Yarmir would Yarmir recognize that it's a, a very similar spell, peraps even the same spell. Are they pulsing the in sync, or, uh, no. or are they out of sync? They are out of sync, and they're at a different frequency as well. I'm, mm. I'm wondering if maybe I can figure out how to activate the spell on that ring. I can also maybe locate this as well, like mm-hmm. if it's similar. Yeah, like a like a like a like a. Not a lodestone, but like uh, a point. Yeah. So after mm. half an hour, the, the giant gets up, stretches one more time, <laughs> and points out across the, the horizon to you towards this mountain range, way over here, and goes, oh, wow. that is where our great hall is. It is, oh, it'll be a, yeah. a full cycle that. of the sun before we arrive. So prepare <laughs> yourself. And starts to stretch his wrists uh we i don't know how quickly you move but we will take quite a while to I think he's there. going to carry us grimes nonsense i will put the kind one on my head those two on my shoulders and you talking one shall ride in my hand um 
Grimes, will, will it bring us back? And you'll bring us back here after? We've left our we've left our dogs down below. Those are like wolves, yes? Yes. Much the same, but cuddlier. Then I shall bring you back. As long as Gordoth says you are to be set free. Fair enough. I will translate this and like he says his great hall is way over there and it seems he means to carry us. Um there was oh, something well. ominous about we can return if we can be set free or if we're if Gordoff says we are to be set free. Well, uh I think we all knew that if this meeting with a hall full of giants goes poorly, there's probably no getting out anyway. No, at that point we'll have to usurp his throne. Yeah. Uh, Clifford picks up Yaramir gently and places you on his head. Uh, quick question. I'd like to interrupt the narrative real quick. Yes. Um, do you, does anyone remember if I left that stone tablet that I made anywhere? Ooh, good question. Which stone the tablet? The only reason I ask is I don't think I did, but I have somehow taken it off my character sheet. I don't remember. What stone tablet, Greg? Uh, the stone tablet that I was making to be a Ouija board and has, like, the scroll that can activate the, like, face of my daughter in it. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think... Did you leave that behind or did you take it with you? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Um... Is it maybe in the portable hole? It could be in the portable hole. It Let me could check be. that. Uh, since we don't remember and it's been, like, a month and a half, why don't you just declare where it is and that's fine. Okay, then it is with me. Okay. Um, and before the, the giant picks me up, I think I take a moment to uh, place it um, next to the, uh, the, not the altar, but the shrine, like to like lay it next to it and spend just like a um, silent moment uh, before, before getting carried off. Is there something specific you want to ask the Ouija board or are you just... Bonding. No, like, I, I actually, like, turn the Ouija board over, right? So, mm -hmm. like, on the back of it, there's this scroll. Um, maybe maybe I, like, activate the scroll, um, and so, like, the face appears, and I just leave it um, leaning on the on the shrine and stand there, like, in, like, a silent moment uh, before, the before like, returning to the right. giant to be carried away. The giant then, you know, places you gingerly on his head, and uh, tells Grimes to tell you to hold on to his hair. He says uh, hold on to his hair. Uh, not to be a naysayer, but are you sure the giant can carry all of us? Yeah, he's three times your size. He can hold the four of you. If he's all three right. times your size, he should be nine times your strength. He should be able to carry you guys. You're going to be heavy, right. but he can handle it. Oh, I guess he'll probably be encumbered. Yeah. Or the others can help. Yeah. Or... But he does move significantly faster than you guys. The snow's not much of a problem for him. He's so, like, his feet are really broad and long. Like, they, they are um, disproportionately large on the giant. He's like a how, giant hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. How, Scott, like, said it will, take a, it will take one sun for us to get there? Uh, he said it'll take a cycle. So a day, right? Yeah, and you guys are leaving partway through the day, so... I don't know if we left the dogs with enough food. We gave them six days. Oh, did no, just... Okay. They can hunt as well, right? If they really need to, yeah. You know, if it's a Nimrod. day there and a day back, 
um, then you will have arrived back in, and they'll have one day of food left. If it takes an extra day for whatever reason, um, then... Then they'll be right on time. They'll be right on time, yeah. So okay. just don't... You've got three days left before yeah. they're... Uh, yeah, so you're good for now. Well, this is only the second day, right? Today is the second day. Right, so there should be four days left. Yeah, there's yeah. four days of food left. You're good. Yeah. Um, and off you go. Yep. The giant carries you. Um, Did the other giants ever wake up, or were they asleep for this whole thing? Nope, they slept through the whole thing. All right, on Clifford. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you guys want to say or do while you are being carried by a giant? Wee! Could you try to make it a little bit smoother? I'm I'm trying to write in the journal, and it's it's a bit bumpy on the shoulder here. It, it, could could you make the steps a little bit more level? Unless he asks what the elf is saying. Does he is he freaked out by Ferris's mask? Uh, he has spent, no, he's looked at it for a little bit, but he didn't seem to be too bothered. I think okay. it's, you know, Ferris is just too damn small for that magic of the mask to be even remotely <laughs> threatening to him. Doesn't He doesn't need to make a save? Only mm -hmm. if I oppose him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might bring, that might up the level. But, like, if you gave a horrific mask to, like, a corgi, you know, like... That could get pretty frightening. Maybe. Yeah, or it, it could be kind of like you haven't seen the mask too. I was gonna say that happens at the end of the mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one the one thing we could do on the journey is perhaps get Grimes to ask him to point out any landmarks. Yeah, I mean I was gonna ask if we see any sites along the way. And I was yeah. gonna say if he unless he asks for me to unless he asks what the elf is saying, I don't think I translate Ferris's mewing. The giant will point out a landmark. When you get to here on the map. Uh, the giant stops, because you're probably asking about landmarks, and points down into uh, where this range meets the main mountains. Mm -hmm. uh, at that 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 uh, vocal point? The valley? valley that spot. Uh, the giant kinda has a, a bit of a grim tone and says, mm, over there is the graveyard of the giants. Ooh. It is a... May their great souls rest in peace. For yeah, a long time, hopefully. And all of that giant magical items. Mm. So is all of this uh, added separate occasion? So I will translate. I'll say that's, you know, he says that's the giant's graveyard. Pretend to be sad. I'm sad. <laughs> all right. Um, at another occasion, I would like to ask, uh, if all, is all of this uh, Squall's territory? Or where is... No... This we are currently in the domain of Gale. We saw a dragon atop a peak in the last valley. Was that was that Gale? Yeah. Like point more, us. more than likely, Gale is closer to the shrine of Nerul than Squall. But uh, yes. where is where is Squall? Squall is way back this way, young one. Uh, Gale makes her home more or less due south from where we are okay. now. So it seems like they do have uh, adjacent territories, though. Yes. Because yeah. yeah. like over here. Uh, yeah, it sounds to me like Gale's so, probably so like there. Squall's probably like there. So that's Squall that we saw before, right? Uh, it's not, he thought it was Gale. Mm. But... Well, was that... We definitely saw one dragon over there, so I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna I've, delete this big dragon area. 
I'm gonna <coughs> walk. We still don't know what the bad bads are, the, the real bad bads. Yeah. Um, it takes oh. a day and a night, uh, the rest of this day, and the giant just keeps trudging through the night, holding on <laughs> to you guys fairly closely. You know, he's got Grimes in his hand, and you know, maybe shrugs his shoulders a little bit so that the sleeping people on the shoulders lean inward and don't fall off as well. And uh, Yarmir, his head is big enough that you can kind of like spread out as if it's a carpet on him. Does it look sleep. like a fine scalp? Does it, it look like be... a valuable high level scalp? Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. It's a giant. Remember the last giant scalp we got? It was like the best scalp ever. I could Speaking put it of, scalp. are you carrying that other giant scalp on your person right now? We used it. Okay. It's been consumed. Okay. Uh, one thing you might want to consider, Greg, is that you can put multiple spells on a single scroll. So you might be able to describe multiple spells into a giant scalp. I no, no. That uh, different we, is that not a geometer me. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're 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 doing weird Yaramir stuff, so it's not okay. gonna fly. Um so when you guys wake up or maybe um still late in the night, uh, you are awoken while the giant climbs the mountain. Um <laughs> And we will get to the Great Hall on the other side of our break. So we'll see you in about five minutes with some more Frofro. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. Thankfully, we got all the inappropriate questions out of the way uh, yep. during the break. break time very efficiently. We are mature adults over here. I can mm -hmm. confirm that. <laughs> I, I will say there was a lot of math involved. No. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> sure. Look. There's more important things going on. You are approaching right. the Great Hall of the Frost Giants down in Caldonia, about to speak with the Frost Giant King. Before we we actually get there, I want to check in with um, William right now. Yeah. This is kind of a big deal, isn't it? Like, you've been in Caldonia for a while. You've been fighting monsters, you've been fighting dragons, you've been fighting the elements, and here you are about to enter a, a great hall of the frost giant king built on top of the, one of the great mountains here. What is William, like, what's going on with William right now? Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it is kind of a big step, especially when you put it in the context of this being the first real relationship we've had with any semblance of civilization. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess actually pursuing this seems more in the interest of curiosity than it does in, in furthering the goals of the expedition, because I don't particularly see how this is going to lead us to any more treasure, unless they do help us kill the dragons. Um, but yeah, I think William's uh, perhaps losing sight of the goals of the mission slightly since we found all of Sleet's treasure in the Iron Mine, and maybe now is driven more by some, some some semblance of curiosity as to what's going on here, like what's with the Scrags, the ancient Caldonians. So um, I think he's more excited to meet this king of the giants and is see he, what's secrets. Do you feel intimidated or out of your depth at all? Uh, I think he's kind of felt out of his depth this entire time. A little bit. Not that, he, not that he admit it, but uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, certainly out of control of the situation right now. I mean, mm -hmm. riding atop this giant's shoulder, there's a certain level of vulnerability. Uh, we've mm -hmm. left our supplies behind. We could be walking. I mean, if the giants wanted us dead, there's no way we're getting out of this once we step into that hole. 
so definitely uh, vulnerable. Okay. Uh, Grimes, you're just a small town boy who used to clean chimneys for a living. Um, and here you are, same same story, doing this crazy thing with these crazy semi-magical monsters in this fucking magical desolate wasteland that's possibly Grimes' equivalent of hell. Um, Maybe. Somehow you the seem... The weather sucks, but yeah. uh, it's all a bit of a grand adventure, and the consequences are less severe for Grimes, aside from his life being on the line and all. Mm-hmm. You, you feel okay with everything? Like, you've got it under control? I mean, you, I you're the all... translator. If anything, <laughs> most of this rests on your shoulders. Is yeah, I don't even think aware? that aspect of it is registered for Grimes. I don't think the fact that this is a king intimidates him. Mm-hmm. Frost giants are still a bit much. I think it's all so fantastical that it's kind of... I don't know. You lose perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Once you've slain your first dragon, I mean... What adventure can really uh, can really frighten you? Yeah, it's oh. kind of overwhelming. Sure, uh, Ferris, you have been coming. Your original goal was to come and look for elven artifacts, which has mm-hmm. not entirely been a dud, but has sort of been a dud. Like you haven't really come across a lot, but here's well, like fucking frost giants all over the place. Like, yeah, what what is this to Ferris? Is this anything to him at all? Um, well, okay, so the giants have been here for a long time, and they're probably the most intelligent creatures we've encountered on this continent. And didn't we ask about elves with the uh, the last group we ran into? Yeah, they told us about the elves coming from that floating island thing. Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm a little bit anticipating maybe learning something from this meeting with the king about the elves, because I'm he's, he's going to bring that up. Um, also, I think Ferris doesn't hate the expedition to Caldonia in general. Like, this is probably the most excitement he's ever had in his life. This is, like, the highlight of your life, probably. Yeah, I can see this that. Is, he's had a pretty shitty existence. So, like, yeah, it's it's a rough life, but at least we're making cool things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, he killed a dragon. Not not many people ever make that achievement, right? So he's, he's definitely doing substantial things, finally, for, for one point in his life. And uh, dare I say you've got some friends which perhaps you didn't have before. Uh, acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> He'll appreciate you once you're gone. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll, I'll look back with a little bit of fondness. Yeah. Uh, and Yaramir, you, I believe you came to Caldonia looking for answers, and perhaps you've only created more questions than you've answered along the way? Uh... Are these frost giants at all interesting to you? Is this part of the... Do you find this a a fascinating part of your adventure? Is this meaningful to you? Or are you just kind of like, whatever, it's what we got to do? Um, I... I don't think the giants in and of themselves are all that interesting. Uh, It's not like Yaramir is a collector of culture. Mm-hmm. Right, he wasn't big on society anyway. Mm-hmm. Giant society just seems like a bigger, angrier person to be mad at him. Um, but you know, giants are magical creatures, um, and they have potentially, you know, uh, more arcane influence or knowledge uh, that could maybe be obtained. Um, And I think that uh, 
Yarmir is kind of just naturally curious, right? Like whether or not he's particularly interested in giants, just the fact that there's a new puzzle to maybe solve is always intriguing, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be what he's questing for, but you know, there's a certain enjoyment in putting the pieces together. All right. Well, here we are scaling the mountains right near the frost giant lair. You get Uh, about, oh yeah, go for it. I was, I mean, as we're getting towards the end of our journey, I think I should ask uh, William what he wants me to say. Like, what's what's the plan, Captain? <laughs> Maybe you get like put on his shoulder so we can have a chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you crawl yeah. up his arm, or I guess you can just shout to him. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's maybe. It's not like they speak common. I right. hope. So I think th- things that we want to establish, right? If they've got any sort of library with, if they've got a lot of information, it would be nice to find out like what actually went down with the Scrags. What's the deal with that weird forest? Um, how long sure. should I be asleep? Uh, what are the bad bads that the giants told us about that lived over here? Oh, was it the kobolds who told us about? Um, and then we'll, okay. we'll tell them about the, the king's tomb. And then I want to try and broker some alliance to try and kill these uh, dragons. Have you ever met a king before? I've ever met the king, Neil. No. But I imagine, though, that this king. giant doesn't, doesn't have as many subjects as Princess Sella, so... Do you judge a king a king by the number of subjects they have? Yeah, number of subjects slash power of their armies, I suppose. I'll bet he could squash Princess Sella like a bug. I'm pretty sure that Princess Sella's army would kick the shit out of these giants if it came to it. I think we're having this argument on top of the giant shoulder. I, All I right, feel... so is uh, William this frank with Grimes? You do say, no, I've never met a king, but... Yeah, I, yeah. I feel... I feel defensive at your questions, questioning the validity of Princess rule. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't question the validity of a rule, but you seem to question the validity of uh, this uh, King Wise. I mean, I guess I don't know what to expect, right? Maybe they'll Shall be I like... present you as uh, a captain? Are we uh, explorers from afar? Mm. Are you... Uh... The mysteries of another... Are you a servant of Bellum here to burn this continent to the ground? I mean, what are we... What's our approach? No, 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 no. I seem to remember they yeah, didn't exactly. like Yeah, exactly. So what's the plan? Just uh, say that we're emissaries from the <clears throat> mainland. Okay. Looking to reclaim the lost treasures of our... Uh, Humankind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And seeking to forge alliances with the most powerful civilizations in Cardonia. I them. All right. The giant scales the mountain, putting Grimes more like on his back, uh, kind of like the, the shoulders here. So you're having to hold on to his head and maybe look over Yaromir as he climbs up this mountain at night. Um, eventually, he gets to a, a flattish region, which you realize is the an entryway into a temple or a hall that's built into the ground. There are four pillars out front. Um, with a, a larger gap in between the middle ones than the, the side ones. Uh, a bit of an overhang, maybe 30 feet or so, and then a 30-foot-wide, 40, 50-foot-high uh, passageway that just leads into the mountain. Are we set down, or do we stay atop Clifford? He stays... He leaves you on him. 
unless you ask to be put down. This looks like the place, Grimes. I shout from the shoulder. <clears throat> I'd say so. Uh, is the uh, is the entryway carved? Like, are there decorations around this? Uh, yes, this yes, passageway? there are. Um, you go by them fairly quickly as the giant strides down the hall, so you don't get a really good look at any one in particular. But they they don't seem too different than the decorations you might find in a the great hall of um, some mighty king. You know, there's like in in human society, you might have like a painting of an epic battle where humans are fighting monsters and there's a great king leading the charge or something like that. Here you've got similar things where there's depictions of some probably historical events between the giants and you see different groups of giants momentarily and then they're all the same group and there's some dragons over there and there's like little people um, and then there's like a big wall of something and then there's like a goddess on one side and and then you're like in the great hall itself and these depictions have just like blazed by you um, and now what, what about scrikes do we see any scrikes in the, in the depictions there's lots of like little humanoid-ish creatures um, give me a perception check. Uh, it's gonna have to be a pretty good one to have spotted anything particular like that while you passed it, these. Uh, if we get a chance, I would like to approach the king on foot, if possible. <laughs> if I can convey that message to Grimes. Yeah, no, it just, it all went by way too quickly. If you had time to uh, walk around and look at it, you might find something of Scrags, maybe? But it's just, you know... You're walking yeah. through murals at giant speed. Uh, you get into the Great Hall, where there is a, a fairly large chair that is built out of the mountain itself. All of this looks like it's been excavated, and nothing has been added back in, so it's been very, very carefully pulled out. Uh, mm. And in this very large chair at the, the back of the hall, which... Let me roll back. The tunnel that you enter in through opens into a larger room. It was originally 30 feet wide at the tunnel. Now it's maybe 100 feet wide and like 200 feet deep with a set of columns running down 25, 30 feet in from the walls on the side. So running all the way down with you. A large chair thrown on the back on a slightly raised dais. Uh, and sitting in the chair is what you presume to be Gordoth, the frost giant king. Uh, resting back, kind of propped up, but you can see his head is like in this kind of cushioned uh, headrest in the chair. Eyes are closed, hands are on the armrests, um, seemingly sleeping peacefully. Gordoff pulls you off of him, setting you on the ground, and speaks loudly in giant, saying, Gordoff, my wise king, please awaken. There are matters that need your attention. Switch. So, I go down on one knee. Are we? Are we? Parties do the same. Have we been set down? You've been set down. You're forty feet from Gordoff. Okay. Yeah. We kneel. Um. Yeah. In fact, I don't think I, I, don't think I even translated that, but I assume that uh, um, William sort of got the message, anyways. Uh-huh. Is the king asleep on the throne? He was asleep. He blinks his eyes, wakes up. <clears throat> Takes a deep breath, lets it out slowly, looks around and goes, Oh, the little creatures! Lydia <clears throat> spoke of them. Here they are, at long last. He gives a chuckle to himself. In 
giant, I guess I uh, speak up. Uh, wise King Gordoth, it is, we are honored to meet you. Uh, I uh, represent the Caldonian expedition. This here is uh, our leader, Captain Kel William Marshall. And I point to Captain. Mm-hmm. I guess Captain, I'm not, but I'm not. This is uh, King Gordoth. Um, I, I guess I say, uh, Lord Gordoth, uh, Princess Sella, um, greets you. When I translate, I mm-hmm. I use King instead of Lord. Nice. Uh, yeah, I said I like translate King Gordoth. Uh, he brings uh, um, he brings greetings from our uh, our Lady Liege Princess Sela uh, from Drekus in the north. He pauses. Drekus, that is a... Uh, Clifford, bring me the history book. <laughs> it, is a, it is a kingdom north across the sea. Hmm, I see that. Yeah, we, have so... come, we have come to this land to uh, explore and reclaim uh, the forgotten relics of, uh, of humanity's past. Have you found any? A few. Good for you, young one. Good for you. There has not been a human setting foot in Caldonia in 2,000 years? I think I I translate for the party. Uh, He's sent for a history book to try and figure out where Drekus is. I... Hmm. I gave him some more information. He says it's been nearly 2,000 years since a human has been in Caldonia. That makes sense. Wait, isn't it? Isn't the year like 1,500 something, Neil? Yeah, yeah. he Rounded. might be exaggerating. Maybe there's something that you don't know, but you're totally right. right. It's been 1,500 years. Yeah. Grimes, ask him if humans left the continent when it froze over. Um, <clears throat> did the humans leave the continent when it froze? In a matter of speaking, they oh. all froze in place and died. I, I suppose no, they, they died. I, I suppose they could just be exaggerated. It's only been 1,500 years since the breaking. I guess you can round up from there. It's not too out of the question. I'm not going to translate that. <laughs> uh, well, small ones. And he gets out of his chair. Uh, the king is naked like the rest of the giants and uh, comes over and sits cross-legged on the ground before you and kind of like leans in. So he's closer to your heights and lowers his voice so as not to hurt your ears as he bellows. Tell me if you have come seeking treasures and explanations what 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 can I do for you, new subjects of mine? What do f- <clears throat> I'm sure there is a great deal we can do for each other. Um, I look around <laughs> the hall. Are there other giants here? Uh, no, it's just yeah. Gordoth and Clifford yeah. is gone. He like went through a doorway okay. somewhere and. Okay. Uh, when we spoke with Lydia, she mentioned a few uh, sites of interest that uh, your large stature prevented you from investigating. Yes, the tiny tunnels of old. Mm. Have you found, have you explored them? Are they glorious on the inside? I'm telling him of the tiny tunnels 
uh, the tombs. Uh, glorious, yes. Uh, in the in the tunnels beneath uh, your shrine of Tinarul, there is a great flaming sphere that burns eternal. Oh, that sounds terrible. It is a good thing it was locked away. Perhaps. Many of the others are tombs as well to uh, human kings of old. Uh, or mines. Mm. If you have any specific questions. I told them about the tombs and the mines. mines. Uh, um, he did ask what he could do for us. Well, perhaps it's time we present our gifts. Uh, Yarmir, do you have a lot? Oh, sure. Give me can, you show, can you I show him all the portable hole? It appears my uh, captain has brought you gifts. What is that thing that you are drawing other things from? <laughs> uh, he asks uh, what it is. Tell him it is my magic. Uh, this, uh, our, it is our wizard's magic. Ooh. Show me I, a trick, I wizard. The, <clears throat> I produce the lanterns for him, and I trick. turn one on, um, and, you know, just kind of show off the, the power. Does it just light on and off? Yeah, it's, it's just all. Do they float or anything? No. I don't think so. No. So uh, I go to take it from you, Yaramir, and then go to I stand up and go to hand it to Gordoff. <laughs> Teeny tiny Takes lantern. Takes the lantern and looks at it and it's probably even smaller than that right it's like <laughs> it's pretty small for him yeah uh, a, a, a gift for you lord Gordoth. he stands up and looks around and eventually decides to put it on like the corner of his throne and sets it there and then comes back and sits down before you um and while he was walking over and setting it down near his throne i think for the first time you notice that right next to the throne is a massive hammer uh, that's just like sitting there, head down, shaft up, uh, ready made to be picked up. Metal. The haft looks like it's made out of a out of wood. The head looks like it's made out of maybe some sort of like ore, maybe like iron ore that hasn't been smelted down. Does it look so, like it would be too heavy to pick up? For you, definitely. Yeah. When okay. you say made out of wood, do you mean like a carefully crafted wooden shaft, or do you mean like a tree trunk? And probably like a tree trunk that has then been like carved to the right proportions mm. and everything. So carefully crafted, yes. Tree trunk, yes. Okay. <laughs> Tell well, me. Uh, or continue. Continue giving me gifts. Uh, he, he's asking for more gifts. Well, um, okay. Can you, tra- can you translate for me, Grimes? Nine, nine. Uh, Lord Gordoff. Lord Gordoff. King Gordoff. I, I hope I caught that before I translated it, but maybe not. That's Lord King Gordoff. You have uh, heard tales from my advisor here of our quest to recover the treasures of humanity. I have told you tales of our quest to recover treasures of humanity. I can just translate more or less. Mm-hmm. Word yeah. for word. That's good. Uh, you, you have correctly assumed that so far we have not been too successful. It seems that the uh, the worms that inhabit these mountains got to most of the treasure before us. I hear that your people have quarrel with these worms as well. Perhaps we could broker some sort of an alliance, defeat them together. We could take back our puny relics, and you could regain control over the cliffs. 
And Ryan, you translate all that. Yeah, I tra- that's what I was saying. I translate yeah. that word. <laughs> <laughs> he starts chuckling to himself and says, Why would I need your help to defeat the worms? Well, okay. Yeah, you assume Ryan translates. Yeah, I translate the back. He asks why he would need our help. Well, I can understand that um, perhaps you don't want to risk the lives of your great warriors, but uh, we are foolish men, intent on glory, and we don't mind risking our lives in pursuit of this. Perhaps with your help, we could be successful without too much risk to your own people. Hmm. How do I explain this to you? If we kill the dragons here we only invite other dragons to come and try and reclaim the land in the past few thousand years my people have made this their home there have been many dragons that have come and gone and every newcomer brings war and terror and death with it yet when they establish themselves and get into their routine, they're easy to manage. They stay over there where they want, we stay where we want, and we can live peacefully together. Every time we kill one of these dragons, it only creates room for new dragons to come, and then we have to establish new peace or fight new wars. After a thousand years of chaos like this, we've decided to just live with them rather than seek to destroy them. I have no desire to see these creatures dead and some amount of desire to see them alive. I won't stop you from getting yourself killed with them, though. That is your prerogative, and I encourage the brave warriors of your groups to test their mettle. Then perhaps, Gordoth, we can broker this deal in a different way. Um, the lands of Drekus are rich in resources and uh, items of great power that perhaps aren't available here in Caldonia. Uh, maybe I can barter your assistance in some other way. I'm all ears. Hmm. I guess I, I look around. Where do you find yourselves in need of anything? Armor, perhaps? I don't bash on my armor. Uh, forged weapons? We have not warred amongst ourselves for 600 years. We have no further need of arms or armor. And food? I assume. My people have transcended the need for food and drink. The great goddess Nerul saved us when the times changed. She took us away from our original form and gave us new form to live here after our great sire, Cranus, broke free from the mountain demons. Then, uh, what do you desire, Gordoth? Just to sit atop your mountain and rule your people? A good ruler has no desires. Simply enjoys the world around them and sees to the peaceful 
lives of their subjects. I have everything I could ever want. Well, if you cannot help us in battle, then perhaps your history books can enlighten us as to the events that have transpired here over the years. I do love a good story. I will trade you one of your stories for one of mine. Sounds fair enough. Would you like to go first, or shall I? What would you like to hear? The, um... The Scrags. Do you know of them? Scrag. Smaller than man. Um, Live in the trees. Cast spells. Oh, yes! The the white furry things that run around in large numbers. Yes. No, 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 no. no. Not, Not kobolds. No. Um, Grimes, can you can you explain that they live within the trees? Uh, they they fought a great war with the humans. They wield great magic. Uh, appear it appears they played a major part in the uh, ridding of the humans from Caldonia. You mean the uh, mountain demons? Perhaps they. The, one the we ancient creatures that fought the humans for some time before everything froze and the humans died and the demons retreated. I translate this bit. It this... calls them mountain demons. They fought an ancient war with humans. Are Sounds they still demons. around? Yes. Although I believe most of them are dead or sleeping. They are few in number these days. Cowardly. No longer a threat. They were never a threat once Cranus the Great broke free of them. Then perhaps you can tell us of the the cold. What caused this uh, change in temperature that saw my people die? I, I think before I translate that, I'm like, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you owe we owe him a story. I don't think that counts as a full story, but perhaps you're right. I there that is an unknown thing what is known is that my sires came from a distant land forced here against their will broken free of their chains and saved by the great goddess Nrul when the winds changed uh, and this, this is about when Clifford comes back with a book and the king sort of ignores you guys for a moment, like turns away and uh, pulls this book out and starts flipping through it. Um, eventually like tapping on something um, and looking at you and says, Drekus, a, a southern land in the 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 world of Arcadia, yes? Mm, south of Arcadia, north of here, across the sea. South of Aridon. It's It's... In the south of Arcadia, Grimes. This is all in giant. You don't even hear that. I got it. I got it right. It's in the it's in the south of Arcadia, but it's north of where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Across uh, the sea. Yeah. And my an Ar- people have it? Grimes probably doesn't Grimes doesn't know shit about Aridon either. That's like my, uh, I think I, think I misunderstood. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. The histories laid out by Cranus the Great mention a distant region known as Drekus. 
It seems like you have come from our ancestral homelands. Hmm. Are the giants from Drekus? No, no. Uh, We are from... uh, We are from a... a, uh, An area not part of any kingdom. Before Cranus came here, he was just a... Our ancestors were small, un... Unallied tribesmen, disparate and fighting each other and others around them. It was a brutal life a long time ago. Sadder time. Hmm. But now I want you, he points to the wizard, show me a trick. Cast me a magic spell. And one of you tell me a story. He wants you to cast a spell. Ah, then a spell he shall get. Uh, I'm the giant. (laughs) All right. I shall. uh, I shall. I shall think very long and hard about what is impressive to giant. While my wizard. I will ask. I will ask him to. lower his eyes and plug his ears uh, as I take flint and tinder and create small fire, and then I tell party, hey, you might want to duck and not look. I think he's about to uh, conjure flame. You may want to avert your eyes. I think he might be doing the fireworks again. And I create fireworks. Yeah. In the huge roof, right? So we just have like full on pyrotechnic display, huge thunderous clap echoing throughout here, leaving everyone deaf. Um, And everyone. What do they they think of fire? Huh? Uh, That's a really, really good question. Let's see. Did he react when I was like, I mean, he had a moment when I was like, Death to you. I, when I was like, shield your eyes, I think he's about to con- create fire. Yeah, he was like, okay, sure. Like, going along, but not really yeah. understanding what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, I need to open up my... I have it over here, don't I? At least these aren't by the book giants, because they, they hate magic and ritually kill any wizards they encounter. <laughs> I'd say Neil doesn't have, like, a line that just says, like, will attack any flame users on site. William, what's your reaction adjustment modifier on your charisma? Um, <laughs> hmm? Should have brought Van Helsing. Zero. Okay. Zero? Okay. Is William getting it or is Grimes? I feel like it should be Grimes. Uh, you know, actually, it should be Yaromir because um, you're the one casting the spell. Yaromir, what is your reaction adjustment on your charisma? One. Uh, is that a positive one or a negative positive. one? Positive okay. adjustment. You don't Sweet. want positive, you want negative. No, but you What's have high charisma? charisma, right? I have 13 charisma. It cool. is positive in my Oh, opinion. okay, never mind. It, it, yeah. Sweet. I thought I thought that was the one you wanted to roll low on. I, it might be, but it's called, Yeah, it's a mess. Second edition's just a fucking mess. Um, it's beautiful. So the giant, like, at, once they're gone, pulls his ears out of his... Uh, his fingers out of his ears and looks around, blinks How his eyes and... until they're gone. <laughs> Is this like? A... Oh yeah, he's blind and deaf for a long time. If he didn't do what I told uh, him. No, he averted his eyes and plugged his ears. Yeah, and then okay. waited for the sounds to stop. Yeah. How long is it? Is that like ten minutes? 
Or can you call them off early? Anyone who's blind and deaf, yeah, it's it's a long time. I mean, but the whole spell duration isn't isn't like one round per level or something. Oh I have god. To find it. That's this is why I'm saying it's a long time, because it is, but I don't know. Oh my god. <sighs> they are blinded for D4 plus one rounds. The duration is special. I think it just goes off instantaneously. Okay. Okay, so the, it's not like a long fireworks show. Fireworks go off for one full round. Oh okay. wow. Um, everyone within 120 feet have an unobstructed view of the burst. Creatures viewing this are blinded for D4 plus one rounds. All right. I thought it also had a deafness, but I guess that is incorrect. It is just blindness. But it does have sound, so you know, big loud noise in the in the cavern. Oh yeah. Uh, when it's done, he pulls his fingers out of his ears and looks around for a moment and sits back and starts applauding and laughing uproariously to himself. Fine show, young one. A fine, fine show. Now, tell me a story, any of you. I long for change. Uh, Ferris has a notebook that he's been that he's been writing in. Maybe he'll he'll offer one of his uh, one of his poems to Grimes from to recite. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I would be happy to give him like Matavan folk tales. I have a folklore proficiency, <laughs> right? I could tell so, him like the story of how the tortoise got its back or something. Ooh. Well, whatever one you want to do. So they, the party starts. It's, all right. What, what would you like me to Actually, translate no, first? Grimes, Grimes, you can't read. Never mind. <laughs> have have Yarmir handle this one. Well, you. not this chicken scratch. Your handwriting's <laughs> awful. My handwriting is beautiful. Look at this. <laughs> he likes to show you this perfect, like, looping elven handwriting. It's gorgeous. Is the Does the giant seem bemused by us bickering amongst ourselves? Uh, yeah, he's in watching case. intently and curiously. <clears throat> Either is fine with me. Give it, the seems, it, it seems like no one's Yarmir do it. anything useful, so he may uh, start talking on his own. All right, Yarmir. While my uh, companions come up with something to tell you, perhaps I can tell you more of our kingdom of Drekus. Please do. Our, uh, the cap. Have you heard of a castle? Perhaps you've seen the ancient ruins of humanity around here, but our capital city, where our kings and queens live, is a a great mountain made by men called Wichthron Renta, and it sits in the shadow of an even greater mountain, Wichlamdo. Mm. So tall that it is capped with ice. You see most of the lands in uh, Arcadia are not covered in frost, as you see here. But they are filled with green pastures and thriving living trees, rivers that flow. Mm, It sounds like a most inhospitable wasteland, if you ask me. (laughs) Devoid of all nutrition. I thought the same of this land when I first set foot. But appearances can be deceiving. Do you know where the giants came from in Arcadia? For I think that, uh... Grunghall. Grunghall. Well, I think that, uh, my home turf, Wicklamdo, the Great Peak, would make a fine home for a frost giant. Can you take me there? Maybe someday. It's quite a long ways away. 
I Quite thought maybe distinct. your wizard could move matter across vast distances. Yeah, he's mostly just got these parlor tricks. <laughs> I understand. Tell me uh, if you have another story you wish to know, I would be happy to share mine with you. So I guess I uh, whisper to the rest of the party, or not whisper, but yeah, so I think Grimes has been, like, conversing with the giant for a little bit. I don't know if Yaramir was thinking up folklore that he wanted to pass on, or if, uh... Well, it sounds like it we're getting like, another story from sounds him. sounds like first. the captain is, yeah, have you, have you, do you guys, like, figure out what else we want to know? Perhaps, uh, Faris, we should ask him about the elves. That is something I'd like to know. Uh, Grimes, can you ask yeah, him what yeah. he knows about the elves in this continent? I know they're growing trees and that they, they live on that moving rock. Hmm. Our, our elf would like to know um, more of his people, uh, about his people on this continent. Do you know of elves in this land and how they might be related to that uh, moving island that the druids call home? Elves, elves, elves. Now, human size, pointy ears. Uh, he's a really bad example because he wears that spooky mask all the time. I was going to ask if that was the face of a creature I've never seen before or mm. if there was something unusual about him but it's I didn't not... want to be rude just the mask doesn't come off just tell tell the it's, mask doesn't come off I don't it's a it's a it's a ceremonial mask I uh, he can't take it off for uh on spiritual grounds understood um, but in mm. all honesty he's the one probably being rude for not showing his face in front of a king. Hmm. <laughs> there are pointy-eared creatures that ride a large island that come through here once a year or so and go about planting trees. Is that Do what you, you are talking about? Perhaps. Are these, the, these are the only elves that you that you know of here. Pointy ear. He like gets really close and starts to move Ferris's veil to take a look at his ears. Can you see the ears behind the mask? Yeah, yeah. The mask just yeah. covers the front. Um, those are the only pointy-eared things I've seen about. Perhaps there are ancient tales. I think there was once an elven kingdom that ruled, or that that ruled in this land. You know, I might have a story of Caldonia for you. Tell me. It's said, it said that the humans here, uh, they delved too deep in their magical studies, researched spells too powerful. The clerics uh, asked too much of the gods and brought this curse upon the land. Mm. What, what do you know of uh, of the ancient peoples here, the human kingdoms or the elven kingdoms? Very little. As I, I've spoken often in this encounter of our great king, Cranus, who arrived here with his small family against their will, forced by the dark magics of the mountain demons. When did Cranus come? How, how many years ago? Before the winds changed, some hmm. decades before, the time where he was enthralled is 
a blur in his mind. The exact span of time was lost to us. Were the demons here, or did they They were here in large, declining numbers, living in the mountains, waging war on the humans below. A war they seemed to be losing, and had been for some time. Well, so I've been translating this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even as we've been meandering topics, it seems like he doesn't have much on the elves. Unfortunate. Does he know how we could meet the ones that are here? He said they come through once a year. Yeah, going back to the uh, to the elves and their island that mm, comes yes. once a year. Do you know how we could meet them? Wait for the island, of course, and then when? walk over to it and greet them in their language. When and where would such an island appear? I have no idea. But if you... How long do your people live? (sighs) Is a full cycle a long time to you? Full cycle of the sun? Of uh, Illumis? 365 cycles of Illumis is a full uh, cycle. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Grimes probably does not know anything about the Earth revolving around the sun or anything like that. Right. I'm not even sure if that happens here. Uh, That is a reasonable length of time. We have been here for, I think, two Mm. full cycles. Uh, I myself am but barely 30 cycles old. You're a baby! Uh, I'm speaking to children my god where are your parents (laughs) Uh, dead you see uh, humans only live well maybe 50 60 100 years if we're lucky you poor creatures elves live longer I think I think Ferris is 70. I don't know. Well, in that case, your time is quite limited. I I don't know how people of your kind find things when they don't just sit and wait for it to happen. Um, This is why we're not so scared of risking our lives fighting dragons. We don't have too much time left anyway. Well, tell me, what is your ultimate goal here? We, um... We wish to recover the treasures stolen by the dragons. The treasures of the ancient humans? Indeed. And the elves. I am tasked by my queen. I would expect most of the treasures to be taken by the mountain demons. They have been here since long before the winds changed, long before the dragons came. Mm. Frostbite herself did not arrive until some hundred years after the winds changed, 
And in that time, I would expect the mountain demons to have taken anything of value from their ancestral enemies. Do the, so, do the mountain demons have need of treasure? Many lesser creatures desire sparkly things. How might we hunt the demons we wished? They have their lair, their den, their warren is hidden deep within the mountains. But we have noticed a few places where they seem to frequent that may be near some of their entrances, or perhaps those are areas of spiritual significance to them. I I, could uh, send Clifford to show you to these places. I pull out the map and ask if he'll show us on the map. Oh my! What a lovely little drawing you have here. How flat and wrong it is. <laughs> but I will try my best. Do it in... What color can you do it in now? Let's see. Um, I'm just going to point to it with a ruler. Okay. Um, so you guys are here. Uh, yeah. First, he points over to this area oh, and this says... Okay. We often see, well, often in our time, but in your time, it's probably quite infrequent, uh, but we see these creatures arriving or moving over in this region. Uh, And over underneath Frostbite's lair is the other major avenue of their movements. Why, in in the center of this huge mountain range? They all seem to originate from somewhere in here. We tend not to venture too deeply into Frostbite's home. There's little to offer in those sections of mountain. Terrible views. Some decent peaks. But very little to offer. This is important information, Gordoth. And Drekus thanks you. Mm-hmm. Seems you would be pleased if we took care of some of these demons as well. Perhaps we uh, have found a way of which we can be of mutual benefit. There are few threats to our kind. These mountain demons are one of them. They are the only thing I would consider our enemy. However, I think you are too small and too weak to fight them. They rove around in many different segments and groups and are most difficult to battle. They command wild magics, uh, the likes of which my people have never seen. And they are infuriatingly accurate with their tiny toothpick weapons. Many of my people have lost an eye to them. We have killed one already outside the tomb below the shrine. Did we kill it? No, it it escaped, William. It escaped. It got away. Yeah. We have baffled one already. Yeah. Um, Yaramir, I believe... Just one? Just one. What about the others? It was on its own. Hmm, how unusual. 
They mm. typically range in groups of eight or four. Oh, that's dangerous. If we were to head to these places on the map, you think we'd run into large groups? The large groups are unusual. The groups of four are the most common, usually with at least one magic user amongst them. Oh, okay. And so they don't all they don't all cast spells. No, no. Uh, about one in four. The groups of eight uh, seem to be comprised of two groups of four and contain two magic users. Uh, I would keep my distance from them. And uh, these non-spell using ones, how would they fare against uh, a giant in a battle? If we can engage them quickly enough, they can be crushed. However, they are surprisingly nimble, appearing to use stone and wood as a uh, a gateway or a portal. They, they disappear into the earth and then reappear in a tree. They are hard to catch and infuriatingly precise in their strikes. They can fell a giant unnaturally quickly. Hmm. But the, the wizards are the more dangerous. Sometimes. Uh, I believe we owe you a story, Godoth. Give one to me, please. Yaramir, you have a, a tale for our, our yes, friend? I'll tell you the tale. Are we ready for story time? Yes. All right. So, I shall tell you a story of how Tortoise got his shell. So, long time ago, a terrible famine hit the kingdom. It did not rain for two years, and all crops were dying. The animals hoped and prayed for end of drought, but Sky was no longer able to gather clouds. So the cunning tortoise lived outside the village with wife and two sons. Famine was very bad, already devastating all the inhabitants. So the tortoise could no longer trick them into parting with what little rations they had to sustain family. One morning, very tired and hungry, Tortoise left his house with the intention of searching marketplace for food scraps. There was no food in the market, so the Tortoise remained hungry. However, just as he was about to return home, he saw the rabbit hopping towards the marketplace. There was something strange about the rabbit. He looked well-fed and full of energy. So the tortoise approached the rabbit with his head bowed as if he were mourning and began to cry. When the rabbit saw, he rushed to meet him. What is it, my friend? The tortoise answered, my father is ill. He's being tended by medics. Wife is expecting our third little tortoiseling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but she is so hungry that I fear for her health. Uh, only last night, I heard that my mother-in-law is dying of starvation because she too does not have food to eat. I feel terrible because there is nothing I can do. Rabbit was suspicious because it was well known that Tortoise was very sly and could not always be trusted. But <clears throat> Tortoise was an excellent performer and soon 
one rabbit's sympathy. Meet me at the brook after dark, said the rabbit. I will help you in spite of my doubts. I just hope that I do not regret this. Soon it was night, <clears throat> and the tortoise set out in the darkness to find the rabbit waiting at the brook. Once they said their hellos, both animals made their way deep into the forest, rabbit leading the way while tortoise followed closely behind. Before long, they came to a narrow path that led to an open clearing among the trees in the middle of forest. The rabbit stopped and pulled the tortoise aside. What you are about to see must be kept secret, you understand. Tortoise nodded in agreement. The rabbit cupped his hands around his mouth and began to sing beautiful song. Suddenly, a long white rope descended from the sky. The rabbit grabbed the rope and began to climb. After hesitating for just a moment, Tortoise also took hold of the rope and followed the rabbit up into the sky. <clears throat> Excuse me. The rabbit and tortoise climbed and climbed until they got to the very top of the rope where there was magnificent fluffy clouds shaped like door. The door opened and there stood kindly old rabbit with smile on her face. Mother, rabbit cried in joyous voice as he embraced old rabbit. This is my friend, tortoise, who has come for supper. Come in and eat with us, they say, after giving a warm handshake to Tortoise. <clears throat> the sight that met Tortoise's eyes made him gasp. There was a large table laden with most sumptuous foods ever seen. Exotic fruits and fresh fish of all types. Don't eat too much, the rabbit warned, or you will not be able to climb back down the rope all the way to village. But Tortoise did not listen. He continued to eat and eat every delicious morsel. He ate until he was so full, his stomach was distended. Aren't you going to take some food back to your family? The mother rabbit asked. Oh, no thank you. I am so full with food in my belly, I cannot carry any more. And so the rabbit let down the rope and tortoise began to climb down. <clears throat> Eventually, down the rope, his grip slipped for he was too heavy and full with food, and he fell down the rope, crashing into the ground, shattering his back. But fortunately for him, <clears throat> the rabbits noticed and were concerned. So, climbed down the rope and picked up all his pieces and glued them back together before sending Tortoise back on his way. I think we sort of look around. What a horrific tale. If I were that rabbit, I would not have put that tortoise back together. He clearly cheated me out of my food. Tortoise learned a valuable lesson, though. What was the lesson? Pigs get fed, hog get slaughtered. <laughs> it has been some time since my people have needed to eat, but the concept of food and hunger stays with me still. This, although I believe untrue, is a good tale of greed <clears throat> and carelessness. Then, Gordoth, I would request more information from you. Yes, what would you like? North of the large human city, along the river, 
we came across a grove of trees surrounded by a wall where the trees themselves leaked deadly liquids and rose up from the ground to grasp us. Yes. You know about this place? We are familiar with the walled woods. What is this place? How did it get there and what is going on? Once upon a time, Cranus took me there before it became my turn to lead our people. And he showed me through the wood. We crawled on our hands and knees under the low branches. He brought me to the center to a series of stones surrounding an unusual tree not found here. He told me there that these stones and this center tree was a gateway used by the mountain demons to move between one place and another, move matter over large distances instantly and quietly. Some sort of magic tree portal thing. And that the trees around it were its defenders. Trees that should have died but refused to and now fight anything that brings them disruption. And the humans built the wall to stop the mountain demons from making use of this portal? It is believed so that the wall was crafted by the ancient humans of this land, armed with mechanized weapons of war to assault any demon that moved through the trees. Does your former king tell you that um, whether anyone else can make use of this portal? Or if it's only for the demons? Our people have little understanding of witches and warlocks. We do not know how to use that tree at the middle. It's interesting. Well, uh, I turn to the party and say, um, I'm running short of things to ask Gordoff. If we have any other questions, I think uh, now would be the time. Nothing. At least from me. Very well, young ones. It has been a pleasure to speak with you. I hope you go in peace. Indeed. And should you run into any of our younglings, do be careful. They can be hot-headed and impetuous. And if they have not yet heard of your arrival, they may seek sport in driving you into the ice flows along the river, as they do with the uh, gnolls and the kobolds. It was uh, a great honor to meet you as well. And is there anything was. we might is there anything we might say to your younglings to dissuade them from uh, tangling with us? We would hate to accidentally uh, injure one. Tell them. Tell them that the gnolls of the north have learned how to fight. They killed Bertha 
And if they do not, and if our younglings do not care for their actions, they too shall find the gnolls of the north coming for them next. These gnolls of the north sound terrifying. They they used to guard or work with Sleet before they betrayed him. They betrayed Sleet. Wait, hold on, hold on. So has he not noticed like the, the dragon scale armor, like the full suit of gleaming white scaled armor that William is wearing? That we, we did. Is... Did we not tell Lydia that we killed Sleet? We yeah, did. we did. Definitely. But they did. haven't talked to Lydia since. Uh, he, he did speak with Lydia. He, there's yeah. definitely some confusion as to what happened. Um, or maybe there. he's letting it slide and we're the gnolls of the north. <laughs> That's up to you. You guys can try and correct him. You can leave in him alone. In case, no, I will not try to correct him. Let's see. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, we we killed the gnolls of the north, so we became the new gnolls of the north. It's like Highlander. So I guess uh, I say, last thing before we leave, uh, Gordoff, if we wish to speak with you again, what is the best way to to get, gain access to this place? Uh, if we head to the shrine, and will we find giants there who can bring us here? Or may we call upon you here? If you can make your way back here, you may speak to me again. I might be out and about, though. So just sit and wait for me to arrive. Unless you see me hiking across the great wastes, the great plains. (coughs) And and is there anything you would have us do for you? Any places you want explored or items you would like retrieved? I will sit and think upon that. Where do your people make their home? I show him on the map, uh, Swampside, by the iron mine. Good. But be careful um, of approaching. Our uh, our younglings may uh, take sport <laughs> and uh, shooting arrows at you. I am glad to see that your people have a sense of humor. Uh, Not all inferior beings do. You might want to warn him about the Ballastay, Grimes. Uh, I I think my my message said as much. Okay. (laughs) Do you think so? Hang on, hang on. Could could we give him anything that would... Give him a tinderbox? Seems like they don't have much interest in material possessions. No, I mean to, like, if he was to approach the town so that they don't attack him. Uh, How high so. up is the the top of his throne where he put the little lamps? Um, so there's like there are some like four foot steps that lead up to where the throne would sit, and then I would say the actual lantern is maybe five feet from the top step, so it's within reaching range for you, definitely. Okay, I'll just reach up and touch it. And, like, make it turn a whole bunch of different colors, right? Because I can <laughs> change its color at will as long as I'm touching it. Ooh. And I just I make it, like, yeah, like, strobe through the rainbow. And I just Ooh. look at crimes and, like, if the villagers see this, they will surely know that I have given it to him. That this or that gone. he killed you. <laughs> Do the villagers know the lantern at the sea? We will, we will tell them. We will we've tell had, them. I mean, like, we've, yeah. we've had this magical item in the camp for ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've seen us. Like, and I, I imagine that we're we're going right back so we can tell them about yeah. it as well. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
Thank you, Gorath. And uh, if you could have Clifford return us to the the base of the shrine, that would be uh, most helpful. Uh, Neil, while this was going on, can okay. I have Ferris have uh, made a quick sketch, like a rough one, of both uh, Clifford and Gordoth? Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to... Because he did warn us that some of the younglings might be dangerous, so I'm going to give that so that they have a rough I- idea of the, the ones that might not be quite so hostile. Right, right. Okay. Do you have any sort of artistic talent, um, drawing abilities or anything? Uh, let me see. I don't think so. Uh, other than like, I we we have established that Ferris has very very fine handwriting, so he probably has delicate hand, but he's probably not um, particularly talented at art. Okay. So sure. he can probably make it fairly clean, but it's also fairly amateurish. If that right. makes sense. Like he's he's mostly just getting the broad details down. Right, right, right. Okay. Done. All right. Um, so I guess we head back to the dogs, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Clifford will take you. Yeah, that's the right thing. Back to the dogs. It's uh, like a 36-hour journey there and back. Uh, I think you've probably spent the night chatting with the king. You spend the day and a night coming back. So 36 and 36. So it's three days. So you're going to get back to the dogs with one day of food left. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Neil, I could do with going to sleep, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Uh, you guys are going to head back towards Swampside? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let me just make some encounter rolls and check some weather rolls. Uh, if there are no encounters, we can just get you straight to Swampside, and that yeah. would be a nice place to start next session. So yeah. let's just make some dice rolls and try and quickly do this one. Um, it is going to be... Let's see. Light, light, moderate, moderate, I'm roll moderate. these as they come up. Yeah, so two lights and three moderates. Uh, um, plus two lights and two moderates? Yeah. Three moderates, but... Three moderates. Okay, so there's that. 18, 18, beautiful. And then six plus three, three times, 13. There you go. It's pretty decent. Um, so you need about 80 miles to get home is what I'm calculating. Yeah. How many did you just do? 36 plus 13.5 plus 6 plus 10.5. We're at 66 miles. All right. Um, So that was moderate, moderate, moderate. The next one's light. That's going to do it. That's okay. So up until... Oh, actually, shit. I forgot to account for all of your days of travel. I'm sorry. Um, That was going to be... You took one, so you're at... um, and then all the way back, all the way back. Okay, so da da da. One, two, three lights. Um, there's gonna be a day of blizzarding. Eleven is a moderate. Okay, so we're at the same spot. So you needed what was it? Three lights and three moderates to do this. Yeah. Okay, so I see one, two, three lights and three moderates and a day of blizzard. Um. Works. Uh, yeah, we'll and let me, let me check encounters now. Okay. Uh, so we are at. Oh, so this moderate... is seven days. So during this, yeah, should, should be seven days. Track of when the encounters happen, so we know how much HP Grimes has. Right, right. Um, so there should have been three days of travel to the king and back, and then seven days of getting home for rations. Mm-hmm. I assume uh, that uh, Grimes isn't getting hit, getting treated by Yaramir during those days of travel. Probably not. 
Yeah, so it's just one. But he's then. resting. We, so we can recover, I think, one HP a day even while traveling. Yes. But we're not traveling during those days. Two. We're just riding on we a shoulder. Two HP per day while traveling because I am an herbalist and a healer. Yeah, but I don't think you can provide herbalism and healing whilst riding atop a, dragon, a giant as well. I mean. Yes, that's no All you gotta do is come sit on his big pile of hair with me. Um, let's see. Sure. Three days into your journey, you see some caribou. I don't think mm. you want to stop for caribou. Not really worth it. Um, da -da -da. You spot some kobolds in the distance on day four. I don't think you're going to follow up on that. Probably not. You've seen a million kobolds. Um, <laughs> Which kobolds? Fucking nose, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you pass butts. that forest again, you spot a another group of gnolls hanging out on the edge of the forest. We can stop there if you'd like to engage with that encounter next time. Or you I can don't keep think going. so. No, we saw gnolls last time too. We just yeah. passed them by. Okay, so that's, this is like the third time you've seen gnolls in and around this section of trees over here. It's always yeah. right around here. Yeah. Um, and then for the last two days of travel, because we actually ended up doing the light and mediums in a different order. Um, it's gonna be five. Nope, that's another group of kobolds. Hey, no. And uh, nothing on the last day. Cool. So you will arrive back in town, back in the village, on the evening, maybe, I don't know, sometime on the 11th of June, and we'll come back into game. We're just gonna say it's the evening, so that way we can start the game on the 12th of June. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nick, Nick, do you wanna add the giants? Uh, Great Hall to the map. Yes. I started to try, but my handwriting was awful, so... Uh... Yeah, it's really hard to write with the mouse. Well, leave it to the expat, Sean, you know? Yeah. Hey, my null came out pretty okay. It's too big. Oh, for this Let's be honest. Uh, well, I didn't zoom in. I'm lazy. Well, there you go. It's because I've got the year's experience doing this giant hole. Well, so we make it back to Swampside eventually? You do make it back to Swampside... Uh, I just want to see if Zaz has returned or not. Has yet. been sieged by giants. Has not been sieged by giants this time. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, it, oops. And we want to go from the last time we saw Zaz. So that would be 30, 37. Uh, 42, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So Zaz would have come through here uh, last week. Zaz would have shown up on the 7th of June. So okay. whatever we ordered last time would have arrived. So whatever you would have ordered last time would have arrived. Oh, means our engineer is here. Your engineer is here. Uh, there is a letter here waiting for William, which I can give to you now or at the start of next session, whatever you want. Uh, um, yeah, can we do it? Can we do it next time? I kind of... Totally. And uh, yeah. last but not least... There are also a bunch of other people here that you uh -huh. did not order and you had no knowledge of. There is a group of scholars and a group of slaves that have arrived on a ship. And we will deal with the scholars, the slaves, the letters, and all of that jazz next time. Sweet. On Frozen yes. Frontier. Um, which is going to be in like a month. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Nick. Mm, yep. Three weeks. Life happens. Three, three weeks. weeks. I, I can't no, play for three weeks. Yeah. 
Okay, it actually so, works out pretty conveniently for me because all of the times where I can't make a session, somebody else is like, I can't make that day first. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm just perfect. I never miss anything. But from my point of view, once those three weeks are over, I mean, apart from maybe one weekend let's, at Christmas. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's, yeah, let's, it's going to get complicated. There's <laughs> Thanksgiving. We'll, uh, so we're we'll back have... on the 14th. Is that it, Nick? No. I can't. Yeah. I don't think I can do the 14th. I think Nick's back on the 14th, but I think that weekend. You're gone on the 14th? I'll probably be busy. We'll All right, see. everybody. We're looking for the 21st of October. Yes. We'll, we'll Are you serious? do a yes. flashback in there at some point. We, we'll get some flashbacks. We'll do some more Malachi and yes. uh, Van Helsing stuff. We'll be yeah, filling the weekends. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll have some Dicing with Death. We'll definitely be doing a lot of Dicing with Death. Um, we'll do more adventures of Johnny Vegas and uh, <laughs> Natasha and Boris. And we'll have Did I some miss good something. Time. Oh, is this Sh- some shenanigans? Shenanigans yeah. yesterday was fucking epic. It was great. Um, okay. It was amazing. So Johnny Vegas is like an actual comedian in England. He is actually. That's why I took that name. Okay. He's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I made a Johnny Bravo clone, but I didn't want to call him Johnny Bravo. And Johnny Vegas is fucking hysterical. So I stole Vegas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it today for our Frozen Frontier. And that's it for today's stream. We will be back Tuesday, maybe with Dyson with Death and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we'll see you all around some other time. Goodbye. Discussion threads up. Bye. Discussion threads. Thanks for watching.